Yeah. 
You know what I really love? <laughs> the Arnie State Show. It's filthy as hell. That is bona fide badass. Hit it, Maestro. Listen up, ass face. Ass, ass face. You're getting some ass. Yeah, baby. <laughs> 775-357-FANS or 775-376-EZEZ. If you drop the soap, what happens? Now let me tell you something, man. Are you dropping the soap on the motherfucking streets? If you ain't dropping it on the streets, don't be dropping that shit in prison unless you a motherfucking Peter Gazer. And what a Peter Gazer means that when a motherfucker's showering, you're looking at Don't be up in there looking at Once a motherfucker recognize that you're looking at his He's gonna think that you're on some punk time, and that's gonna lead to him trying to get you to drop your soap so he can go up in them butt cheeks. Oh, yeah! A little education for you motherfuckers today. Texas, our Texas, all hail the mighty state. Texas, oh, Texas, so wonderful and great. Now, you see, you see that is the official song of the state of Texas right there. I know a lot of people, they, they, they think it's another song, and by the way, it should be another song. I mean... And why am I doing this? Because today was the day in 1836 where patriots like Stephen F. Austin stood up and said, Oh, hell no! No bueno, Santa Ana. And whoop that ass in the Battle of San Jacinto with everybody yelling, remember the Alamo. Today, I got to do quick math here. Holy shit. Oh, I don't have a phone near me. Oh, crap. The eyes of Texas are upon you. Uh, 1836. God dang it. It, it. It's almost 200 years, for God's sakes. Just know that, all right? It's like 190 years. So today is the uh, Independence Day of Texas. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the biggest show. Lots and lots to get to. Oski, oh my God, I see his name on here. I haven't seen that name in forever. Good to see you on here, my friend. I hope that you are doing well. I got to do good mornings. Uh, by the way, I got everybody's emails. I got them. I got him. And the KFC double stacker or whatever that terrible sandwich was, I told you it was coming back. And everybody's like, oh, you said it was coming. It's coming back. The one that instead of bread uses two pieces of fried chicken. I was never a a, a big, big fan of it. I got to be honest with y'all. I was never a big, big fan of that sandwich. Look, Look, KFC, I just go for the chicken on the bone. Went to Hooters yesterday. It was fantastic. Chicken on the bone, I go to Hooters or I go to KFC. That's it. But, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, uh, lots of fun. Now, now we got a lot to get to. Today is a busy show, okay, people? First of all, Lake Tahoe Joe Murphy is going to be in the house. Secondly, my Marine buddy Brian is actually coming in for the last hour of the show. He's going to be in on the last hour of the show. We have two guests today, so we can't diddle-daddle and fiddly-fart around, all right? We got to get to, we got to get shit done today, people. So let's uh, let let's start with some good mornings out there, shall we? Uh, first one here is uh, Well, Lordy, freaking God! Fire says, "Top of the morning to you, ass and our oh well, faith and God, a top of the morning to you." Hopefully, you're not peeling potatoes today. You see, it's also March. Tomorrow, beware the Ides of March. A little Julius Caesar there for you. Fuck, I am throwing down some education today. Good Lord, I just need a. 
every time I open my mouth, I'm just going to hit that button. Uh, Battleborn in Nebraska says, shit, that's all for now. Sure, happy it's Thursday. Gold says, good morning, y'all. It's Friday, and that's what I'm going with today. All right. Courtney, good morning, ass family. Happy, happy Thursday from Connecticut, a.k.a. the North Pole, where it's still cold as fuck. Uh, I believe Connecticut, and, and Courtney, I'm sorry, uh, Connecticut's supposed to have this cold streak run from now until July 17th. And then summer hits, and then uh, all of a sudden fall starts in on July 21st. Fall meaning winter. So you've got two days of summer up there. So enjoy that while you can. Uh, my man Derek, good morning to you, my friend. Um, he says, good morning, ass family. It's Friday Eve. Let's do this. Becca. By the way, uh, Derek, you sent me a, a, a text, or you sent me a messenger, and it was uh, Lori Lightfit with a hook in her mouth, a Bass Pro Shop. You sent that to me today. I, I put that up yesterday. But thanks for sending it to me. I appreciate it. Uh, very, very, very nice of you. I, I saw it. I was like, wait a second. I, I, I put that one up. Oh, my lucky start. The one and only holy Lord in heaven, Braddy Kid, is definitely all up in this house. You are literally too stupid to insult. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I don't know why you'd want to insult me today, but I hope that you have a fantastic day. She says, happy Independence Day. Desert Runner says, good morning, ass persons. Fish Sticks says, time for another fun-filled educational show. That, that, that You got that right. You got that right, my friend. Happy Thursday. Oski, like I said, good morning, my friend. Desert Runner, uh, the, go, uh, the Soji should be the stars at night are big and bright. Deep in the heart of Texas. Sanchez family, hey now. Christopher says, yeehaw, remember the Alamo? Absolutely. Andrew says, hello world, how's the ass family? Desert Runner, you originally called that KFC sandwich and sack, yeah? Damn, I want to live in Connecticut. <laughs> oh, crap, my bad, and good morning, Mr. Corky. Well, good morning. Uh, boy, do we, like like I said, we got a lot of fun stuff to get to, and, and I had this story break this morning, and Arise sent it to me, and I'm sure that she's trying to educate morons in Oklahoma right now, so good luck with that. Um, <laughs> this is one of the funniest stories I've ever seen, and this is me saying it. <laughs> and, and, and ladies, once again, I hope you know I'm on your side, but this is still funny. Cowboys girl, good morning to you. The Smithsonian. Now, this is like America's museum. This is like the Louvre of American history. I, I, I mean, Mr. Rogers' sweater hangs in the Smithsonian. Eddie Van Halen's uh, uh, Franken-whatever the guitar is. Franken-strat. It, it, it's in the Smithsonian. Everything that's great that's happened in, in America is in the Smithsonian. And now the Smithsonian is creating an American Woman's History Museum. And I got to say, good. It's describing itself as the world's largest museum, education, and research complex. With 21 museums and the National Zoo shaping the future by preserving heritage, discovering new knowledge, and sharing our resources with the world. On Monday, the institution announced more than $55 million in gifts that will help solidify the future. But there is a caveat. 
and he can hear me laughing because this is what comedy is. The Museum of American Women to feature trans women to be inclusive. <laughs> Man, can't y'all women have anything? Ogre Buenos Dias and happy belated birthday, my friend. I, I, we sent it to you. We, we gave you the Arlie Ermey version yesterday, but you weren't here. So today... Well, look, my wife has a rule in her family. When somebody's birthday, sing happy birthday. You ready? Happy birthday to you. His name is Ogre, by the way. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Valley. No, it's Ogre. Happy birthday to you. Jesus Christ. Wait, I told you his name four times. Come on. Stephanie says, but will people with penises be included? Bingo. Yes, yes, they will. (laughs) Come on. Come on. Now, I know as a woman, you're probably not laughing. And I'm only laughing because of the stupidity that's involved with this. This, the day after, honestly, this happened a day after this story. Hold on, I got to find it now. Um. The fine folks in Kansas have passed a bill to define a woman as a biological female. So uh, I guess, women, your, your, your resting ground is Kansas. <laughs> Thanks. My day is now complete with a rambling dementia-addled version. Um. Kansas State passed a bill yesterday to define a woman as a biological female for legal purposes within the state. It passed 26 to 10 with uh, no support from any Democrat state senators. And will likely face an uphill battle to override a likely veto from the Democratic governor. Now, here's... Can somebody... Can anybody tell me why women are being picked on so much and even by their own kind? I'm not talking about the transgender. There's plenty of women who are born with all the reproductive issues, all the, all the right parts. Once again, we define a woman is born with baby-making parts. They ain't got to work, but you got the parts to make a baby. Why is this war happening? Like I, I look, look, y'all, y'all, y'all are, y'all are the, these people that are doing this. The you guys are walking on my misogyny road. I take pride in my misogyny. I take pride in that. But I also take pride in being a gentleman. I know it. it, it I live in a very, very, very confusing world. But this confuses me the most. I have to put more trans people in women's museum because the trans museum keeps moving around with no real permanent place. That's funny. I truly don't know how more women aren't pitching uh, absolute fits with this shit. A woman, a biological human female born with two X chromosomes. And if you've never had a menstrual cycle, you're not a woman. Exactamundo. Look, if you've had a menstrual cycle, you will never be a man. (laughs) 
and and here, here's the part that I just don't get. I I just don't get why why do why do you want it? Well, I do get. I, I I I look. I figured this out. You know, the epiphany I had a couple weeks ago about telling people they weren't good enough and things like that. I figured this out. This is all this is. Chromosomes, people. I, Steph, I, I, I'm on your side. Uh, they tried hosting the Trans Museum at Hogwarts, but that didn't go for so well. Arnie, you can't take pride. That belongs to the gays. They have a parade and everything. But, but the, like, like I, I look at this, and, and you can hear it in my voice. There's joy in my voice. I'm not angry because this is so stupid. A woman's a woman, a woman. Look, look, no, nobody's telling you you can't dress that way. Nobody's telling you you can't feel that way. You want to you wanna have a guy put his ding-dong in your butthole and you call it a vagina? You go right ahead. I don't give a fuck. But you use the men's restroom. Sorry. And you don't want to use the men's restroom because you're dressed like a female? Well, then hold it. Because you're afraid there are too many toxic masculinity guys in there that will kick your ass. Depends on where you are in this country. But God damn it, man. Leave women alone. Haven't women suffered enough? And I'm not trying to be a dick here. I'm not trying to be at all like that. And this isn't, I'm not going to get into the pay differentials and all that kind of bullshit. Women have had it rough. They have. Now, a lot of them have, have, have put their big girl pants on, and, and they pulled them up, and they went and did the job. And they went and worked, and they put up with this bullshit. And now you're taking away from them the true icons of womanhood. I mean, I, I mean, seriously, Susan B. Anthony looked like a man, but she wasn't. How about just accept who you are and respect yourself for who you are? There you go. And if you have problems figuring out which bathroom to go to, then use the family bathroom. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of all this bullshit. You want to know why we're on the precipice of World War III? Because we, in my opinion, once again, my opinion, I think other countries look at us and they just shake their heads. Do you think that they would have this problem anywhere else in the world? I mean, I, I, I'm asking seriously. Maybe besides like London and Canada. Do you think that this is going to be a big problem? I don't know. In the Sudan? In Colombia, this is what we call a real first world problem here. <laughs> I'm not allowed to dress and act like a woman, even though I was born a man. I'm being held down. Oh, really? You're being held down. So, so your plight in life is just as bad as that, that mom in the Congo who's got her titties hanging down to her legs because she has 46 kids because there's nothing else to do there except fuck. And she has to protect those 46 kids from lions and tigers? Yeah. Yeah, that's the same plight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. And by the way, she has to do that because her husband was eaten by a tiger. she got to hold down the fort. 
She's not confused which bathroom to go to. And I guarantee goddamn tea, her kids don't. They go right out in the bush. Uh, I, I mean, this is just ridiculous on so many different levels. A reminder, Columbia shouldn't have a hippo problem. It, it shouldn't. And they I don't think they, well, they do. Yeah, they, they really do. It's only a problem with first world industrialized, pampered rich countries everywhere else. They're too busy trying to eat and grow themselves. They don't have time or energy for such self-important nonsense. All this crap keeps America people fighting and distracted. And that right there gets the first one. Correct the mundo. We're so busy fighting with each other. We forget the fact that we're Americans. That we're supposed to be on the same team. And, and within that team, there's an offense and a defense. The Republicans and the Democrats, let's say. Okay, now those sides don't see eye to eye on anything. If you know anything about the NFL and how the NFL works, the offense keeps to themselves and the defense keeps to themselves usually. And they battle it out, but they work together. Why? For the good of the team. And the team is America. Yet the defense is playing their own game and the offense is playing their own game. Ha-da. And now we've got games like soccer taking over the world. Yeah, you see how I tied that up in a nice little neat bow? You're welcome. Doesn't stop there, though. No. No, it doesn't stop there. Um, where is this? Oh, let's see. Okay. Um, okay, I got rid of that story. I did that one there. Okay, did the chicken story. You can get rid of that one there. Um... Who do I want to go? Uh, you know what? Let, let, let's do this story. Uh, th this one will make people happy. And that's what I'm all about. Um, that trans teacher in Canada with the big gigantic Z-cup boobs and the hard nipples and wearing the sweater. Um, the teacher, uh, Kayla Lemieux, even though uh, she's been spotted, and I say she, whatever, um, the teacher's been spotted outside of the school dressing like a man, acting like a man, being a man. The school district there in Canada said, finally, enough is enough, eh? And put this teacher on leave after it was revealed that the teacher doesn't wear the fake boobs outside of the school as parents line up to criticize school board members at the meeting handling this. Because this has been nothing but a, a, a gigantic distraction to the learning process. This is the most maddening things that I see. Is this activism that's happening in our schools. I do not envy parents today. I not not one so uh, uh, honestly I I feel for you because there are a number of teacher activists out there and I've gotten some clarity on some things and there are some teachers that will not report you know the 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 changing of the sexes because they're afraid that the parents might beat the children okay those are going to be some few and far between but I believe a lot of these people like this teacher right here are nothing more than teacher activists and the epiphany that I had is 
these people are finally getting the attention that they've always wanted. Modern activist teachers are taking a page from Chairman Mao. Yeah. He's been trolling this whole time just to prove a point. Woke is dumb. So he's faking it. Uh, look, I, I, if he's faking it to, to prove how stupid all this is, okay, great. That's not his job. See, that's an activist. That's not his job. His job is to teach shop. And, I, and I'm sorry to be so blunt about it. But with Americans educa- America's education is in the shithole. I, I, I don't know how we, are, uh, uh, we, 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 we as a people allow us to be not ranked number one in the world when it comes to education. We spend more than every other country combined on education, yet we still rank behind countries like, I'm going to say it, Botswana. Look it up. And a lot of this is because people didn't get that attention as kids. And, and you know what? Let me say officially. This is an official Arnie States moment on the Arnie States show at ArnieRadio.com. If I could say my name a few more times. I'm sorry you didn't get attention as a kid. I really am. It sucks. I'm sorry that I was given attention. And then I needed it so much that I got into the public lifestyle or the public. I, I became a broadcaster. And I put my life on publicity. Why? Because I like the attention. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I love doing what I do. Mainly, I love the, the, the attention. I told you guys yesterday, the only reason why I'd ever go to the dentist is two reasons, pain and vanity. You didn't get the attention that you thought you deserved as a kid, and now you are. Well, look, you know what? On behalf of me, but why are you punishing everybody? I mean, if you want to punish your parents, and that, that, that's fine, but why are you punishing future generations? Why this activism? I heard in Botswana, a teacher aide got stomped on by a student because she took away his Nintendo dirt clot. (laughs) This, look, the, the trans thing, I'm afraid, and this is, this is the worst part about it, because there are going to be a lot of people hurt. This is going to blow up. Because people are not sitting idly by on this. You know, we, we've sat idly by for a lot of different things that we've turned into industries. COVID. We sat there and we listened. And, and everything that's breaking with COVID now is so fantastic. I, I did have, did, do I have the audio of this on COVID? I, I think I do. Um, I hope I do. Um. Let's see, do I have the audio? This this is so fantastic. This is one of my favorite videos that I've seen in a while. Um, there we go. Okay. This is what we heard. 
for two years. And these are different celebrities talking about COVID. Boy, you couldn't tell his father was a Nazi. I'll, I'll continue. Uh, that at this point, it Sean seems Penn. criminal to me that criminal. if someone chooses not to be vaccinated, that they should choose to stay home, criminal. not go to work, not have a job. Hey, vaccinated person having a heart attack? Yes, come right on in. We'll take care of you. Unvaccinated guy who gobbled horse goo? Rest in peace, Wheezy. Um, so somebody having a heart attack who didn't get vaccinated shouldn't be treated according to, to Jimmy Fall- or Kimmel. Remember that? Uh, People who are not getting vaccines, who are believing the lies on the Internet instead of science, it's time to start shaming them. What else? Or leave them behind. The biggest drug card. Now, we, then they go into the Woody Harrelson uh, monologue from Saturday Night Live. Um, a friend of mine posted this yesterday, and we'll, we'll get back to the trans stuff here in a second. Um, when are we getting our apologies? Now, you remember, I was not, I, I was not anti-vax and I was not pro-vax. I, I was pro, you do what you want to do. I didn't care. I didn't judge you if you got the vaccine, and I didn't judge you if you didn't get the vaccine. I gave you both the thumbs up. You know why? Because it's your life. I told you the masks were a joke. Let's see. Do we have a, 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 a incorrect or correct, Arnie? <laughs> correct. Okay. Um, the social distancing was the biggest joke to mankind since hell, I don't even know, the duck-billed platypus. I was correct about that, too, because it was really a failed science fair experiment. Um, the, the, the COVID thing was going to kill everyone, and I said, no, if you have you know underlying conditions, check it out, but it mainly affects the elderly. Yep. <sighs> Schools shouldn't be shut down, but they shut them down anyway, right? Yeah, and look at our kids. Now they're fucking behind. Even more from Botswana. It's never a vaccine anyway. It never stopped the spread or provided immunity. No, it didn't. I mean, come on. Uh, look, look. The last... If you have any conservatism in you at all, the last... Four years have been really a, 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 a kick to the nuts. I mean, one, once COVID started, everybody, lose, everybody lost their fucking brain. Oh, we'll close our businesses. We won't send our kids to school. Huh? Over a cold? By the way, uh, how come the governor of New York, what was his name, Mario Cuomo? Not Cuomo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris Cuomo's brother. How come that motherfucker has not been in, put in jail or on trial yet for murdering all them old people? Remember all the old people that died in nursing homes? I was on his watch, and he did that. Sudden death syndrome. Oh, Jesse Tad. Uh, 
Spent time fighting for equality just to have men dominating women's sports and being women of the year. Watching TV these days, you would think that 90% of the country is gay. I think this dude is the best troll of all time. Uh, he says, I'm so glad I stood my ground and didn't put that shit in my body. Now all these people are dropping dead for no reason. Yep. Yep. Yeah, you miss Lamb of God and, and, and Pantera Cemetery Gates? Man. It was more of a test to see if people, uh, if group think was possible so they can control the narrative. It, it succeeded, and that's scary, yeah. The jab is not even on par with a flu shot. No, no, it's not. Now, now going back to... Um, the trans world here. One more story, and then, then I get to do a story that is literally my favorite thing to talk about, that we don't get to talk about enough. It, it literally, I, I love this. is one of my, and, and this is where I, I get to piss off all the young men in the world today. I can't wait. But we had an incident happen. Now, granted, this happened on the Isle of Man, which I'm sure they're going to be changing to the Isle of Person anytime soon. Um, they suspended a teacher there and all teaching of sex education after a drag queen forced a student to leave class for refusing the concept of 73 genders. Also... Also, that the, the, the school is teaching 11-year-olds about anal sex. I, 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 I hope they're teaching what my daddy taught me, that blood makes the best lubricant. Why are we teaching 11-year-olds, A, about sex, B, about anal sex? Uh, sorry, I gotta send this text back through. Warbird needs that clip, and I gotta try to find it again. But yes, I will find it, and I will send it to you, Warbird. Woo! So you gotta play that there. Um, for second, why are drag team? Why are drag queens teaching classes? See, this isn't an activist. This isn't a troll. This isn't somebody being stupid. This is an actual drag queen who's teaching a class, a sex education class. Why are we doing that? Isn't that confusing enough? I mean, I, I mean, I mean, I remember taking sex ed in school. I mean, it wasn't until like at least middle school to high school. And, you know, we, we learned about PPs and VVs and all that kind of stuff, but penises and vaginas, that's what we learned about. We didn't learn about this offshooting of, of plumbing that's going on now. That this XX can turn into an XY all of a sudden, and the XY can turn into an XX all of a sudden, because it can't. It, it, it just cannot do that. It's not allowed. I took a dump at work. I pooped on the company line. I took a dump at work. I do it all the time. The boss man takes my freedom and creativity. The least he can do is when I poop. 
Alicia, good morning to you. I hope that you're doing well this morning. Um, I'm doing great. Do, 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 do. Why not have a hooker or a porn star come into the classroom to teach a class? This is fucking ridiculous. It is really ridiculous. It, it the, the, Once again, this is, and, and, and like I said, I think we just figured it out. These people weren't paid attention to or they weren't listened to, so paid attention to. And now you're going to listen to everything they have to say or they're going to call you vile names and make you lose your job because people feel bad for them and you're the bad guy. Well, that's what's happening. All these people want is attention and they want their way. They, they, they are, this is like that thing they teach you about in psychology when people have alcoholism or they do drugs or whatever. Their brain stops forming at that age. So it, it, we're, we're dealing with an entire generation now of six-year-olds. That's what it is. They don't get their way, so they throw tantrums. Tell me I'm wrong. The, 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 the protests that turned violent, that's... I, I don't have a problem with protests. I don't. I understand that people are mad. But once you start to turn it into crimes, well, that's part of that, that, that little tantrum that you're throwing there. And then we see these classrooms erupt with these trans kids standing up and barking or yelling or just screaming. That's a tantrum. Now, if you, wanna, if you want to import the wonderful knowledge that, in my opinion, the greatest father ever, Jerry Thomas States, ever had, Arnie did not throw tantrums. Arnie was just a fucking rambunctious kid who got his ass kicked a lot by his dad. Now, when I used to have sisters until they died off in my own brain, my middle oldest sister, uh, Patricia, she hates that, or she hates being called Pat. So either Patricia or Pat, she would throw these tantrums as a little kid. And do you know what my dad would do? And, and, and he had the blessing of my mother, my birth mother. He would get a bucket of cold water, and he would throw it on her. And guess what happened? The tantrum stopped. Now, I can say all kind of glorious things about my sister having a wonderful family. She's been married for 30, 40 years now, has two great kids, has a very successful business, uh, borderline alcoholic. But, hey, that's in our family, so that's given. I'm not going to say those good things about her because nobody would believe that because a father poured a bucket of water on her. And I don't want to say anything good about her. But this is more about my dad. And the way he handled the situation. He handled it like a dad and told the kid, you're not that important. Shut up. Sorry. And, and, and I'm sorry to say this. And everybody can, they can go, oh, my God, Arnie, how can you talk to kids that way? Because they're fucking kids. I didn't get to pick the restaurant unless it was my fucking birthday. Do you know how many shitty dinners I had to have as a kid growing up? Oh, that doesn't happen today. Arise, good morning to you. Arise, I started the show today. Uh, sorry you couldn't be here for that. 
uh, tardy as usual, but hey, that's okay. No, I'm kidding. Uh, with your story about the museum and how that just got me going this morning. That that one of the funniest stories I've ever seen. Uh, hot take here, but I don't think uh, sex ed should be taught in schools. Everyone is upset that we're bringing sex into school, but that's literally what we've done for years, teaching sixth graders about fucking. I think this should be a 100% parent-taught subject. It would open the door to do more communication with your children and maybe develop healthier habits as hornier adolescents. I can't disagree with that. I can't disagree with that at all. I don't know why sex ed is taught in school. I don't know. Is it because there are so many bad parents out there? That's not really an excuse. Sorry I missed it work and all. Oh, that's okay. As long as there's an honorary doctorate with my name on it soon. My favorite Jerry State story is the tipping of the water glass on the table at the Mexican restaurant. Young Arnie never spilled that water again. Oh, no, it was. I spilled water at a Mexican restaurant the second time I did it, and the second time was the last time I've ever spilled it. Knock on wood. I was at the original Dickie's Barbecue Place over there off of 75 in Dallas. And I'll never forget, like I said, sometimes there are memories that are burned into my head. At home, we never had we never had drinks with dinner, like we never had soda or milk with dinner. I ate dinner dry. The only time we ever got drinks was when we went out, and I'll never forget because we went to Dickies, because my mom knew a guy that worked at Dr Pepper who worked at that Dickies. We went there and we got barbecue, and I had a red glass, you know those cool red cups, like the old Pizza Hut cups, the red cups. Boy, and it was full of Dr. Pepper. And you know how excited I was? I was a little kid, and I got to have Dr. Pepper with dinner. Holy shit, and it's barbecue. Mmm. I knocked it over. It's the second time in a week. Like the week before we went to a Mexican place. Knocked that fucking Dr. Pepper over. My dad grabbed me by the arm. He looked at me, and he pointed. And he says, Arnie, if you ever spill another drink at dinner, you can no longer get drinks at dinner. Track record, track record set now about 45 plus years. I've been all my, I, I, I'm good. Now, I have pooped my pants at a restaurant, but I have not spilled a drink. Uh, I learned how anatomy worked by watching Debbie Does Dallas. I say that without hyperbole. Hey. Uh, some chick went to McDonald's and ordered an ass whooping. Uh oh, we got an ass whooping at McDonald's. Let's see. Let, let's let let's go to this link real quick. Mm, let's see. Today. But tomorrow for sure. All right. Uh, let's see. Okay. Oh, wait. Wait. Hold on. I was, uh, here we go. There right. oh, we go. Big fat, you, you don't mess with the fat manager, McDonald's. Oh, you're getting your handed to you. Oh, we got titty out. We got a titty out. Ugly titty at that, by the way. Put that ugly titty away, you fat fuck. My God, this is mayhem. Oh, now the employee's getting on it. And we got more titty. Oh, good Lord. She 
just slammed her to the table. Why don't you leave? Up, 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 we got a chair. That's instant disqualification. Put that chair down. Put that chair down. Now the fat lady has a chair, dear Lord. Uh oh, here we go, she's going back for more. Who goes to McDonald's barefoot? She threw a shake gun. Oh, she hit her with the pan at the beginning. Well, I tell you what, that is up there. That is up there for one of the best fights of the year. <laughs> I love those things. Thank you, V. Coop. I appreciate that, my man. Uh, all right. <laughs> Okay, now I get to talk about the thing that I love the most. I, I, this, this is my favorite thing to ever talk about on this show, and we don't get to talk about it enough. And that is this lie that science keeps promising people. And it's called, well, I got to get the right sound effects for this because it's so true. Male... Male. Birth control. contraceptive that's targeted at men that could hit the shelves in less than a decade. According to one of the most eminent reproductive health experts who is leading the UK trials of the front runner, and rather than a pill, it's a gel, which has a similar consistency to hand sanitizer, dries quickly, and is odorless. The men rub it on their shoulders, chest, and upper arms once a day. Now, you're probably sitting back going, Arnie, why are you laughing so hard? Well, I'm laughing so hard because Braddy Kid just wrote, I thought male birth control was a condom. Well, see, this is the thing. Uh, um... <laughs> This is so funny to me because people think that this is such a breakthrough. This is, I, I'm going to tell you my prediction. My prediction is when male birth control comes out, whether it's a pill or it's this new wonderful uh, 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 lotion, we will see a record uptick in pregnancies. You see, yeah, Stephanie says, oh, go fuck yourself. Male birth controlled is called the oops. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you, you know, it, look, the old saying reigns true. If you don't want the gut, take it in the butt. All right? They can't even find a way to make men take a fucking pill. I, I look. This is wonderful. Great. Good. Hey, you know what? Hey, science, real quick, let me do this for you. 
That's for all my science motherfuckers out there that, that developed this wonderful salve. That <laughs> get a vasectomy, absolute best male birth control ever. Okay, that's one reason I don't like sharp things near my genitals. Just going to tell you that. Uh, not going to work for me. Um, ladies, now, I, I've taken the time this morning to show how much I am on your side. Right? Yes, am, am I a misogynist? Yes, I'm a misogynist. Yes. You know why? Because misogyny to me is funny. I, I'm not going to hold a woman down. I find the jokes to be funny. Okay? Sorry. I'm uh, Sorry, not sorry. I've told you in the past that you're never going to beat a man at sports. Okay? Not if he's trained just as much as you have. Okay? I, I, I'm just telling you, you're not going to do it. We're built differently. Men are built more physically. I don't want to say superior. But we're just built more as a physical being. Sorry. Not sorry. Guys, guys will never take this. They will lie. If a guy is saying that he, oh, yes, I have the birth control lotion that I've rubbed all over my skin. I mean, look, look, you want birth control lotion? I'll tell you where. Look, look. You want birth control lotion for a man? You make it to where he can beat off with it. If this can replace spit, lubriderm, Vaseline, whatever, that's the only time a man would ever use something like this. Okay? A man ain't going to look at his, his, his shoulders and go, oh, shit, I'm going out tonight. want to get lucky. Let me put my salve on. Because Stephanie's right, because men won't even take the pill. And the problem is they will tell you they did. Why? Because men are awful. And this is not coming from a guy who hates men. This is coming from a man who is a man. If you, it, it, look, look, ask family. Look, I, I am willing to offer you this service. I don't know if I'll need to, a nominal fee or not, but let's say that you have young, impressionable daughters, and they get guys talking to them. If you ever need to decipher what that young man is saying because maybe you're divorced, maybe the husband's out of the picture, maybe whatever, and you need somebody to decipher and tell your, your daughter what that young man is saying, you can call me. I'm going to tell you exactly. And, and, and it's like, yeah, you're selling out mankind. Right? No, no, no. Men are awful people. Let's say you go to a club one night, right? You're, 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 you're dancing. Oh, you, let, let, let's get this all situated, right? We're, we're at a club. Um, what would they be playing at a club? Let's see. They Oh, I know what they'd be playing at a club. Something like this. You know, I, I mean, let, let's have it in here. Yeah. Right? You're getting it on. You know, you got your drinks on. You meet a, a nice lady. You meet a nice guy. You know, you go over into the corner. You guys start talking. <clears throat> Maybe it's time to go and try the old hoopty doopty. And lo and behold, nobody has a condom. And you're a safety girl. And God bless you for being a safety girl. You were raised right. You don't want to get pregnant or you don't want STDs. By the way, this cream is not going to protect you from STDs either. But I digress. Even though there will be some men that will say, yes, it protects you from those diseases. I promise you they will say that. I know. I, I'm a man. I know what I would have done 20 years ago. 
I'm not saying that I'm rehabilitated. I'm just telling you the truth. I am still a man. I still look for ways to get my way and my way only. I ain't going to lie, but I'm going to tell you all the truth when it comes to younger people. (laughs) Guys will tell women that they've taken the pill or that they've got the salve, and guess what? They never see the woman again, and lo and behold, that woman is pregnant now. I mean, I mean, you, you, you know, you, you should you should understand because and, and thank you to Swoosh for this because I wasn't thinking about this. But um, you're in a nightclub, for God's sake. Right? What do you think is going to happen right. in a nightclub? Right. People are drinking and doing drugs. Right. Yep. There are women there and, uh, and the people have guns. Right. So and, anyway, go ahead. And you get pregnant. Good morning, y'all. This is Fred. My employer is uh, really pissing me off. I think I'm going to take a shit once an hour today. All right. Thank you for sharing that with us, Fred. Fred is quite regular today. So, yes, the the thought of male birth control is back. And let me just tell you, I am all for it. God, there are going to be so many pregnant chicks. Let's see, we got Joe coming up here in just a little bit. (laughs) Male birth control, transgender women. (laughs) Um, One more story about the the trans, and then we'll move on. Um, There's a new game developer out there, and they're, they're developing a game for trans people, by trans people, which, okay, whatever. I, I am so tired of this community. Um... But here's the problem. The developer is launching a first-person shooter game where players can kill anti-trans villains, including priests. Hey, hey, you want to get us on, our, on your side? Let's invite, let, let, let's have you make a video game that kills people that disagree with you. Now, you see, this is what I wanted to talk about the most. There's a story... I I have really never told on the air. And it is a true story. It's a hand-to-God story. And it might not be that popular, okay? But I'm going to tell you the story. And it came from an off-air conversation I had with a person that I used to work with a long, long time ago and considered that person my best friend. This game sounds like a game that he and I were talking about trying to develop. Now, when you hear the name of the game, you might cringe a little bit, but then you have to hear the comedy aspect of it afterwards. The name of the game that we wanted to develop, and I've always wanted to tell this story, is called Race Wars. I know it's bad. I know. Somebody just slid off the road. Now, it's race wars. And the thing about this game that makes this game so awesome is that everybody is included and everybody is stereotyped. And... I'll get into it. Um, 
I remember one of the first characters we 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 had the uh, the the black characters, and they they would be you know fighting against other races, the Asians, the Mexicans, the honkies, and they would kill them with watermelons and fried chicken. Now I I understand I understand this is horrible sounding. But the Mexicans would, 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 would kill you with, like, tamales and beans. The Asians, of course, they had karate, and I think that they would throw computers at you. Something like that. It, it was every stereotype in the book. The Irish, they would vomit on you because they were so drunk. It, I mean, we had this, and we had to, and I remember when we were talking about it, we were laughing so hard because it was so funny. I don't know if you're laughing at it. I don't, I don't really care. It's, it's not a game that we ever got to develop, but man, oh man, it was so much fun talking about. I can't imagine not having the foods on the ground that heal your health bar. But it, it was like, uh, it was so funny. And back when we were talking about it, it was a tad bit of risque. Not like it is now. Not the insane world that we live in now. But back then, that was like, oh, God. Arnie, speaking of race wars, bring back bum fights. Oh, bum fights. God damn, that was a great video. Boy, they beat the piss out of them bumps. That shit was funny. Sorry. But it's amazing to see how some people, and I think you know who I'm talking about, have changed so much in that time, and then some of us are the exact same fucking six-year-old. You see, there does need to be a group in society that does stuff for the funny reasons. Because we still need to laugh. We need to take things serious in this country. We need to grow up, and we also need to laugh. I don't know if laughter is the best medicine. I think sleep's the best medicine, personally. But man, oh man, there's there's nothing like the endorphins I get on stage when I when I get the whole crowd to laugh. There's no high I've ever chased or found that is anywhere in the top 50 to that. And it's an appreciation that I have that I entertained you. And that's why I do my job. And I come in and I lampoon society. Now, a lot of people say, well, Arnie, you're, you're, you're full of hate. You're driven with hate. You say bad things. You say mean. I say the truth. There's nothing more hurtful or more funny than the truth. I want you to think about it. The Smithsonian is opening. The Smithsonian is opening a museum for women, and they're including transgenders. Does Caitlyn Jenner have her own wing? Now, see how mean that is to women on one side? The truthful, it, it, but funny? It's hysterical. Rufus, that was his name. Rufus was the bum. This sounds like that old video game, Food Fight Meets Barbie and her gal pals of appropriation. Hi, I'm Barb. I'm head of the motor pool. 
some of the uh, some of the uh, gal pals of appropriation don't realize I have a uh, <laughs> I have a hole in the bathroom uh, window, and I, I look in there when those other gals are changing, cause I'm Barb. Fuck. All right, the phone number is 775-357-FANS, arnieradio1 at gmail.com. You can hit me up on Mixler. Uh, Joe Murphy coming up next. Try to sleep, but sleep won't come the whole night through. Your cheating heart will tell on you when tears come down like falling rain.
but you know, Lord. Angels are hard to find. I want But I know, Lord, angels are hard to find. It's my fault I lost the first one you sent to me. I didn't know till she was gone how much she meant to me. She loved me, but I was blind. I bet I'd do a whole lot better next time. But I know, Lord, angels are hard to find. I want.
this might be the last time I'm gonna see you So I'm drinking some George Jones And a little bit of coal Haggard's easing my misery Wailing's keeping me from home Hank's giving me those high The Arnie State Show. Hiya, lame asses. Hey, we're having a nice time. Call 775-357-FANS. All right, welcome back to the show. Oh, wow, that was loud. Sorry about that. I apologize. That was not mean. I, I didn't mean that to be mean. Um... Welcome back to the big show here on a Thursday. It is that time again, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. That time that we look forward to each and every week. The time where I call my man, Lake Tahoe Joe Murphy. Uh, let's see. Uh, no, we need to call Joe. And that, that's the number he wants me to call him on. So hopefully we're calling the right number. Hello. The man, the myth, the legend, Joe Murphy. Th- th- this is he. Ah, well, top of the morning to you, pal. Top of the morning to you. I um, I know you. I know you're you're hiding your sadness. I mean, what what a tough loss to the Horned Frogs last night. Who? TCU. The Horn. The Horned Frogs. Yeah. Well, who'd they lose? What happened? Texas lost to the Horned Frogs oh, last night. Knocked him out of a shot at the uh, at the time at oh, the. Uh, in basketball, that's okay. Yeah, no, no, in women's lacrosse. Yeah, in basketball. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I look. I, I, I've stopped following basketball a lot just because the game is so bad now. But yeah, it sucks anytime Texas loses to people like TCU or anybody like that. Fucking idiots. <laughs> Who lives in Fort Worth? For- God's sake. Uh, Uncle Bob from Urban Cowboy lives in Fort Worth. Thank you very much. He's a fine actor that lives in Fort Worth. And if I, Barry, uh, Barry Corbin is his name. Love Barry Corbin, the actor. And I want, I, I, I dated Sissy for a while. Oh, they, now, now see, there's a great debate right there, Joe. I've never gotten your opinion on this. Are you team <laughs> Pam or are you team Sissy? Oh, dude, come on, bro. I, what are you, are you team, uh, uh, are you team Taliban or team America? I'm team sissy. Damn come right. On. Yeah, you're damn right. That Pam was a fucking homewrecker. <laughs> oh, I hate Pam. Yeah. Pam is terrible. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's no, yeah, you know, every, I don't know what it is about Urban Cowboy that, like, women just love that movie, you know, like they, uh, and a lot of a lot of dudes do. I love it too. I mean, it's a great movie. You know, just on you know the merits of being a movie. 
but uh, yeah, that thing was a classic. Women love that movie. They love oh, that. And, and, yes. and men love Sissy. Oh, uh, look, look here. Ur- Urban Cowboy poster hangs proudly on my wall. That's one of the greatest <laughs> one of the greatest films ever made. That is a film. That is not a movie. That is a film. <laughs> you know that that's funny you say that because I, I a couple times people would say to me when I say film and they're like you know because I actually say they, the the nuns at, at uh, the Catholic school I went to the grade school the film it wasn't just film it was, let's watch we're going to watch a film strip the today film. so yes. I always call it a film yeah and, and that's the thing like you said it's a film it's it's a it's a piece of, of art it uh, is it really is. Uh, yeah. We have a lot to discuss today. You sent me some ideas that you had. We can go back and forth on the ideas. I do have some sports stuff that we need to talk about. Do you know okay. who Lewis Hamilton is, by chance? You know, you get a couple of the bullet points you gave me. You know, I I, I follow racing, obviously mm-hmm. NASCAR more right. than uh, Formula One, uh, but I did look at some stuff, and I there's a couple of things surrounding. Uh, Hamilton, you know, I do well, follow it. So, uh, you know, so there's also, he drives for, for Mercedes. Right. And, he, he's uh, a formula one driver. Now I, I do yeah. not follow formula uh, as they like to call it over there, but I saw this headline and it, it, it made me think about when you asked me about the 70th ranked player in the world on the tee it up show on Netflix. Now right. Lewis Hamilton is quite a, a, a great race car driver. He makes, close to $50 million a year dri- driving his cars. Um, right. But he has come out and said recently that he doesn't care if he doesn't win another race as long as he uses his platform to speak out. Now, yeah. now, I, I can yeah, because, appreciate because you know the people that the people that he's speaking out for they want the seventieth guy speaking out, not not the Tiger Woods, not the the best guy, not the guy with the loudest voice. Let's, well, so that doesn't make any sense. Well, here's the thing: the thing that doesn't make sense to me. This is once again my competitive side, I guess, coming in. If I'm the team owner, and I hear that my driver, who I pay close to fifty million dollars a year, say. I don't care if I don't win another race. I'm going to fire you as soon as you say that. Okay. Yeah. Now I yeah, I see what you say. Right. You know. Yeah. I don't care if I win another race. Uh, I'm going to still speak out. Well, why don't you give Colin Kaepernick a yeah. call? You two go have a luncheon and and or or a sit-in or something because we're trying to win races here. You see, I, I don't have a problem with you being an activist or, or you trying to get your platform to speak out. I, I can appreciate that. But when you're on company time and you're driving the company dime. Yeah, um, and, I'm, and, and I'm signing the checks. Yeah. Yeah, and, and th- I guess this is the modern athlete. Joe, you and I, thank God we're in the twilights of our life because I think that we're going to see – a ginormous, and I hate saying this, I think that we are going to see a ginormous flip in sports to where winning isn't the most important thing. You and know, I'm, if it... On a well, pro- professional if I level. I see a participation uh, trophy in the NCAA, you know, I, I'm glad, you know what, I'm glad, you know, I, you know, I'm 57, I'll be 58 soon, and I, I, I'm sure probably everybody 
uh, every generation, <laughs> they got older and started considering their mortality. You know, they would be like, I'm almost, like, I've seen enough. I mean, things are just moving too quick. <laughs> it's like yeah. all the stuff that's happening. It's like, uh, I'm a religious man. So I, I see a lot of it in the Bible, you know, like that. I just see things just, it's just, there's too, there's no, there's no, everybody's sitting on the fence. You need to pick a side of the fence. Well, it, it, here's the, here's the thing. I, I think that, that it's all well and good that everybody feel, everybody wants to feel good, but not in the way it, it especially in the world of sports. There are losers in the world of sports. See, there are winners and there are losers. And this society, it seems like we're, we're trying to eliminate the word loser. Oh, that's offensive. And and I, I'm sorry, but you have to have a loser to have a winner. You can't have a winner without a loser. There's no devil without God. There's no dark without light. Oh. There is. They don't exist. If you know, It's logic. It's like math. They don't exist if you don't have the other one. You know, that, yeah. That male, female, b- bazinga. There yeah. you go. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, it's there's an opposite of every, you know, a positive and negative. That's just the way life is. Mm-hmm. Nothing exists without that. Nothing spins. Nothing comes together. I mean, it just doesn't make sense. You have to, to have a positive, or you don't have a negative. Yeah, it, and and the world that we live in, it it seems like the, the people like Lewis Hamilton. See, if this was the 70th ranked driver in the world, I could look at that statement and go, okay, I I understand him. He 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 doesn't thrive on winning. Lewis Hamilton's one of the best Formula One drivers there is, and he says he doesn't care if he wins another race. Do you think? Well, well he's going to be racing for Formula D. Yeah, okay. I mean, do you um, think Dale Earnhardt would have ever said, "I don't care if I win another race"? Well, you know, I, no. I, I, I could, you know, I, I know he wouldn't. You know, I, I, I'm playing devil's advocate. Maybe he was saying, you know, like. I'm going to try, and he's thinking, you know, I'll, I'll try hard like I always mm-hmm. do, but even if I don't, then I guess he would have said that, maybe. Yeah. I, even if I don't, I'm still going to be, I'm still going to speak out for what I feel strongly about or no, whatever, he, you know. He, he came out and said, but, I don't care if I win another race as long as I can use this platform. I'm like, okay. Yeah, well, go find somebody else's platform. Yeah, all right. Now, now taking a, a leap on this, this is kind of the same but not. And, and this is where, see, this is where you can live in the world. You're allowed to live here because I live here. Did you see what the Taylor, what what the Tennessee Titans did to Taylor Lewan? No, I was looking at some of the. Uh, uh, I was looking at some of the uh, signings and, and 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 people getting you know cut and tossed. What what happened? So the the story is is Taylor Lewan, who is a, a, a really good offensive lineman, was released by the Tennessee Titans. Now, a lot of people are saying, well, it was just, you know, they released him. It's part of the business. A lot of people are saying it's because he went on a vacation or he did a podcast with Jeffree Star, who is a man who dresses like a woman. And they were playing this whole thing up like Taylor Lewan was gay because Jeffree Star is. But they were just doing a podcast. They were trolling people. And the rumor is, is he was let go for that. And the Tennessee Titans sent him his stuff that was in his locker room in garbage bags and put it on his front porch. So now during the, the what, what, what got uh, after when they cut him? So 
when most guys get, you know, let go, released, uh, waived, unconditional release, waivers, whatever they do, uh, they don't probably send their stuff on. They let them come pick it up or, or, or I'm sure they don't return it in garbage bags. So are you saying, did he like uh, play along in a stick? Like you were talking earlier about, you know, mm-hmm. about you, you know, people think you're mean and stuff like that. It's called the stick, people. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know. Anyway, was he was he, he was like playing along with something, or what? What pissed everybody off? Well, it seemed. I, I don't know. Like the rumor, like I said, there's a rumor out there that he 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 went off with this gay man and did a podcast and made it seem like they were having gay sex. And the NFL released this guy who's been there eight years, who's a good offensive lineman. They released him because of that, and then they took his pad. And there's pictures all over the internet of his pads outside of his front door, in garbage yeah. bags. That's like a it's what a hazing thing or something. I mean, that's just what well, I don't know. That's just really stupid. I mean, you know me. I'm an inner. I mean, and so is that? You see some hatred there? Is that what you're saying? I'm just saying. I don't know if it's hatred. I think it's more of a. a a thing like, hey, uh, you know, you represent the Titans. You can't be around a gay guy. I think we need to get past all that. I, 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 I look, 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 I'm not gay. I, I don't understand the lifestyle. I don't understand why you want to put a pee-pee in a butthole. But, hey, that's your thing. I don't care. I want people to be able to live their lives. And it looks like Taylor Luan was just living his life, playing a gag on the world, getting a lot of views on TikTok, because that's what the world is now. And he gets released for it. I, I think that was just, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I just as don't you, like it. As you know, I'm an international sex worker. Yes, yes, you are. So you were talking about race. You were talking about, you know, uh, you were thinking some things. About, well, as you know, um, there's, you know, there, there's, a, there's a lot of clicks in the sex worker industry. Right, right. I mean, by the way, by the way. Like, you know, the, the, the Latinos, the Asians take sure. a lot of golf, you yeah, know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it happens. And then, you know, the African, some of the African American guys, you know, they, yeah. they kind of you know, walk around like they got it going on. Us Irish guys, we got to stay in shit to give right. whatever advantage. But, you know, last week when I got tore my ACL at the SAG Awards, mm-hmm. I knew it. I, I knew that was I, you. I, I, the Jewish, uh, it was a, a Hebrew Jewish actor friend of mine. And I, it was embarrassing. He had a full erection, a full erection, which I'm like, dude, you got to watch it. You're full. He runs into the wall. Oh, no. Guess what happened? Oh, boy, he's out of work. No, he broke his nose. <laughs> hey, now, Joe Murphy with some jokes today. I just thought I'd throw that out there. He hit that thing hard. He had a full erection. He had a bloody (laughs) nose all of a sudden. Wow. Anyway, so, yeah. But uh, By the way, you left out a word. I mean, mean, uh, to, 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 I mean, the NFL, you think somebody's going to get in trouble for it? I don't know. I I, I think if they do some investigating, there should. I mean, I mean, there's no reason to put a guy's pads and shit in, in who was the face of your franchise for a long time, and, and you, you just throw his shit in garbage bags and throw it on his front porch? That, now, that's just now, if you open it up and there's like a spring dress and some lingerie in there, maybe. <laughs> yeah, that's it. By the way, when you were talking about your international sex work, you left out a word. You're a decorated 
international sex worker. Let's not forget that. You are a decorator. They, they call me the Norman Schwarzkopf, <laughs> international sex worker. So. Uh, now, what did you had? You had something that you wanted to talk about, like guilty pleasures or something like that. No, I, my thing was, what what is the you know, uh, you know, people. You there? Did I lose you? Joe? Uh-oh. Joe? Hold on. Yeah, I, I, okay, you're back. Okay. So, no, so, you know, um, people people like all kinds of stuff, you know, and, and, and everybody. What is the song that, what is the song you love that you would be, Oh, before I forget, so in case I do forget, I have a listener, a huge listener-involved thing I want to uh, talk about. In okay. this. But what is the song that you is your jam? You, you, do you really you want to know? You don't tell anybody. You wouldn't tell, you're too embarrassed. Oh, no, no. See, here's the thing. I, 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 don't, I, I can't get embarrassed anymore because I listen to all kinds of crazy shit. If you see me driving down the street and this song comes up on my shuffle, the windows come down, and the, it gets turned up, and I sing along. This song right here. You're going to know it here in just a second. Oh, right there. I know you are. You're in a men's restroom right now. Oh. Mm-hmm. I said you're in a men's restroom right now. Let's see. You're looking for George. Oh. I, 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 to this day, still say that's the greatest pop song that was ever released. Dude, I love that tune, and I'm not afraid of I Hey. You, you know what you're supposed to do, right? You know, the lesson. You dance like nobody's watching. You sing like nobody's listening. And you love like you'll never get hurt. Wow, and look at that. If you don't do that, then you're just, you're just wasting your time. Man, you know what? You know what you get for that, Joe? This, this, because this is an educational program, you get <laughs> the more you know right there. That's Joe Murphy teaching you, educating you. You can, and yeah, I'll give you one more. Mm. We don't win or lose. We win or learn. Boom. Boom goes the dynamite. There Joe is just dropping and, nuggets. And, and, and I want to hear some more of that. Fia, fia. <laughs> <laughs> that is the jam. Oh, that yeah. is the jam. I got a couple of them that I really uh, So, like. So what would you, if, if. Let's say that I were to walk in on you at home and you're jamming out and you would be embarrassed at a song. What would be the song, Joe? I you- would. Well, you know, what's, what's, what's hard is that uh, some of them people are like, wow, I wouldn't be embarrassed about that. So I, I got to think of a really, really, excuse the term gay, but I don't mean it. You know, really, really <laughs> like I would be, you know, be embarrassed because. Uh, because you know, I was in the disco age, so yeah. we can't, we can't we can't be discriminated against. Oh, disco is know? great, dude! I love disco music. Tell it to me, Joe. You know, there's a couple. I'll tell you right now. There's a couple of Bee Gees tunes. Oh that, yeah, that I would that I would that I'd go to jam. You know, the Bee Gees wrote like 30 number one hits. They wrote, they sang a ton of them. I but, mean, uh, there there's one or two of those that. Uh, uh, I would go, you know, I was just a dance jam would be like, let the music play, you won't get away, you know, I love that song. Love the Bee Gees. Bee Gees are the shit, dude. My brother's dead. <laughs> Before hashtags, there were things you used to be able to dial a hashtag on a rotary phone and would call directly to Joe Murphy for a good pound. 
<laughs> they would say that on the old phones, if you hit the old hashtag marker, uh, it was for you. It was a direct line to Joe Murphy for a good pound. Hit Joe Murphy. For a good pound? Yeah. See, like a pounding. Like a pounding in the behind. Yeah, I know. I know all about those. I mean, I've heard about those. <laughs> I- yeah, I, I mean, look, there aren't many songs that I'm afraid to say that I like. Hell, I like opera songs. I mean, I, I, I can I, I jam to fucking Pavarotti. Well, and that's the thing. When I say embarrassed, that I don't mean like because there are people that would be like you know like oh god you know, worried about somebody here. I don't give a rat's patootie no. if it, what if anybody hears me playing. Well, I could be going walking after midnight. Yeah. Okay. Oh, little pads or in. I could be, or I could be, how deep is your love? Mm. <laughs> I could do some air supply and be damn proud and not worry about a thing. I don't flinch. I remember I got caught one time. I was living up in Seattle and I had this amazing car stereo that actually had a remote control. So I never had to like lean forward. And I mean, this thing, I had like two 27 inch fucking wolfers in this forerunner, right? I mean, it was awesome. And I'll never forget one of the first songs that I ever jammed out and I got caught with the windows down and the people started singing was this. Well, life on the farm is kind of laid back. Ain't much an old country boy like me can't hack. So early to rise, early in a sack. Thank God I'm a country boy. Well, simple life. Kind of never no harm. Raising me a family and working on the farm. Days are all filled with an easy country charm. Thank God I'm a country boy. Oh, man. I mean, I was blaring that shit. And the people were laughing, but hey, I didn't care. I'm singing that damn song. And, and you know what? But he, he, was back, he was back in the day when you, you had to change your name. Your agent would say you'd have to change your name. So he, John Denver. Mm-hmm. Now, that sounds, that sounds country and, and fresh. Folksy. And up, you know, mountainy, like, you know. <laughs> Mountainy. That's, Mountainy, yeah. Just like John Cougar. That sounds rugged. Like, no, it's John Mellencamp. You know, back in the day, they would change their names to sound. You know, the guys were always, it was, you know, you could just oh. see that. You know, I, you got to do this. You got to be the, you, and then, and then, you know, now, it, it, well, well, once you're big enough, it doesn't matter. If oh. you're Elvis. If you're yeah. you too, you you don't. Nobody tells you what to do on your album. No, no, and 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 by the way, you just made my day with that fucking mountainy, mountains. I'm a, I'm a marketing rep uh, uh, professional. So. Oh man, um, all right. Another sports story here. Um, did you happen to watch? And I know that you watch a lot of sports. I would imagine you've watched cricket once or twice in your life. Um. Did you say cricket? Yeah, I imagine you've watched a cricket game or two, a cricket match or two. Uh, I don't know if I've com- watched a complete match, but no. I, I do know it's huge popularity North Africa, South Africa, North Africa, uh, the India. East Asia. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, but anyway, so did you get to catch any of the live golf coverage last week? <sighs> okay. If you're talking about one of the three people that watched around of that, okay. <laughs> Because it was on the CW. You, you, you almost yeah. got a spit take there, Joe. I had a mouthful of Dr. Pepper, and you hit it right on the fucking head. Two people yeah, watched. No. I think I was, I, I remember when I logged on to the CW, I just streamed it. Their antenna, their transmitter's not strong enough here. So, 
um, I did catch a hole or two, and uh, yeah, that uh, I'm so thankful that that just took a dump. And the, every, you know what? There are two types of people catch that double header: the the live tour, which is 54. What I right. told you. Uh, at double header live tour followed by an XFL game. Well, you talk about suicide. <laughs> <laughs> I turned this on, and it honestly looked like I was. It looked. I, I felt like I lived. I, I was on my back porch, watching a a, a municipal golf tournament happen. I mean, the guys are rolling around in shorts out there. They're drinking beer. I'm like. What the shit is this? And not, you know what, and not even just short, these metrosexual, it's bad enough the guys that are wearing, you know, the golf pants that come down like sweats at the bottom and they got no socks on, where, you know, then these guys are now got the shorts on that, that hug them like spray tan, almost, and uh, are out there uh, they're playing... You know, the guys are still good, but it's just like, you know, where's Johnny Daly? Where's but where's Barney? Where, where where's some guys that are you know that that uh, where's guys that went back in the day when you could throw your buddy a tampon and say nice yeah. butt, buddy? Why don't you uh, you know why don't you go to the gym before you come out next time, buddy? But, I mean, what happened? I mean, Everything I mean, I'm looking at a picture. I'm looking at a picture of Ian Poulter from last week. He's got a blue polo on and white shorts and in white shoes with socks pulled up over his ankles. Ian Poulter is one of the best dressers on the PGA Tour with his plaids and his tartans. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And now we get this? I think his kids probably, you know, these kids are making him go like that. But you know what's crazy? Because, I, I you know, I, I don't like Ian Poulter, but you know who does? Michael Jordan. Yeah, Michael Jordan, he, because Michael Jordan goes to like all the writer, every writer cup, totally USA. Mm-hmm. And he said that he said the one guy he scares him is Ian Poulter of all people. And, you know, the sad part about that is Ian Poulter loves the Ryder Cup and he's great at the Ryder Cup. He's an he's an American killer in the Ryder Cup and him going to the live tour. He'll probably never be a captain. And yeah, same with Sergio I mean, Garcia. Is, it, is there any, I mean, you know what, here's the thing. It's so obnoxiously rich, the money, just for showing up, mm-hmm. you know, three girls. You get, I think you get the 72 virgins if yeah. you join this for. Oh, yeah. Oh, but so, they're cracking I mean, down. Lot, I mean, it's like, it's so obnoxiously loud money that, you know, but then again, you know, it's, 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 it, what happened to, you know, America versus the world? Right. And, and, right. and, and, oh, uh, uh, you know, uh, a new generation, what was Tiger White, you know, uh, a new beginning, or, you know, what, all that, you know, uh, just masters, amen, quarter, you know, you got to throw that away for a bunch of bucks. Yeah. For, for um, killers. They, uh, they, uh, <laughs> for killers. That's awesome. Um, the head of the tour, not Greg Norman, Greg Norman's boss, was not happy with something he saw in the Tee It Up documentary, and they have stopped doing this. Do you know last year the Live Tour paid everybody's travel fees, meaning their private jets they took to their events? They paid for it. The Live Tour paid for their jets along with their guaranteed money and their winning money. By the way, the winner of last week's tournament is ranked 300 in the world, Charles Howell III. He's Thurston's grandson. 
Uh, Charles, yeah, he got shipwrecked over there. That's why he joined yeah. the tour. Yeah, and he he's the fucking three hundredth best player in the in the world. He wins. He wins four point two million dollars to go along with his guaranteed money, and they have some kind of team structure over there. And at one time, they were paying for their travel. What yeah, the well, fuck? You, you know, you know how if you're from Cuba, that's the one country, yo, folks. If you're from Cuba, all you got to do is touch ground here in America, and you're in. You don't have to have mm. a you know, you it's the truth. You don't have to have you know seat papers. If you come from Cuba, you touch ground on this in this and you're in. And uh um that's like the live tour. You just you touch the sand in Saudi Arabia, you're a wealthy man just by just showing up, you know. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, they're just huge. You guys, their whole tour like so I mean it is you know, it's hard because it's a lot of money, but yet I really, I really, I mean, I love Tiger and more. Yeah. He just, they offered him close to a billion. From what I understand, they offered, yeah, they offered him a lot. And he said no, because he understands. And, and watching that, that Tee It Up documentary on Netflix, which you recommended to me, and I can't thank you enough for that. Um, watching Tiger and Rory, I, I've never been a Rory fan, and I'll tell, I'll say till the day I die, Rory will never win the Masters because of the failure he had there that one year at number ten. It's still one of the most historical and funny fucking falls well in done. the world. Yeah, oh, it, it was fantastic. But yeah. he's protecting the game. You see, that's what I'm a big proponent yeah. of when yeah. it comes to these yeah. things is protecting the, the game. The PGA had a meeting with Tiger and some other people when this happened. They had a Tiger uh, meeting to be like, listen, I mean, we're not here. We're, you know, you're grown men. We're not going to tell you not to provide your, for your family. But this is you know, apparently this is going to go down. And, man, we got we to gotta have Tiger and Nicholas and stuff. We got to have you guys on our side. Uh, to survive, and I think that's why they stick around because they 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 got a plea from the PGA. Please stick around. We, we without with you guys, we're we're good. Without you, we're done. Yeah, and and they're sticking around not only for that, but they they do love the history of the game. Yeah, and yeah. I love. Yeah, they both do. Tiger and Rory both do. You're yeah. right. And to me, that's what is important to me. This is why I don't want to let steroid players in. Uh, to the Baseball Hall of Fame, or cheaters in any other sport, because these are measuring sticks. The greatest of all times are measuring sticks. Do I think there will never be another Michael Jordan? Could there be a player someday that's better than Michael Jordan, and they become that person? Yes, and LeBron James is not that person. But and, and In baseball, when we have records out there, and Giants fans hate me, and I don't care, Barry Bonds cheated. He used steroids. Now, now, amphetamines well, never. Let me ask you this about that. Mm-hmm. Does that bulking up that that giant, you know, the Mister Universe look? Does that really help your swing? Yes, it makes All you right. swing faster. I need more bat speed. I get that. Yeah, you, you get more bat. So, so this is the way I, I I look at it like this. Let's say that pre steroids, your bat speed, you can hit the ball three hundred feet. Now that right there is warning track power at most ballparks. If you can increase your bat speed by 10%, which is about what they say it does, it doesn't help your hand-eye coordination, but Barry Bonds could hit before all this. Right? Barry Bonds was a great hitter before all the steroids started. It improved his bat speed to where it improved 10%, which is hard to do when you're getting older. As you know, Joe, we don't tend to get better physically when we're older. 
Um, so now, instead of being 300 feet, it's 10% more, which is 330 feet, which is home run level. That's how right. it changes. And, and, and that's the science behind it. And that's why I don't want cheaters in because you're setting unfair, real, uh, unfair goals to people. No one will ever touch the number of home runs he hit naturally. It won't happen. By the way, well, somebody asked what Liv is on. Liv is on the uh, CW network. Yeah, the CW. No, yeah. I know. I, I watched some of it. I, no, yeah, no, I, somebody I, asked. I was one of the three people that tuned in. Yeah, you and me and then some other random guy who was masturbating. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the reason you way before, before I was an international sex worker, right. you know, there was a brief time that I, I was, you know, steroids are used in all kinds of things, you know, it's in cortisol. And there was a brief time, and my my sexual partner actually thanked me because it does, you know, I, I went, you know, my size went down, and they were like, wow, thank you. I did it for them. Yeah. You know, I did it for my partner. Yeah. I went, not an augmentation. You know, I took it down a notch because they were it was they were very very happy that I did that. Okay, all right, Joe. You know that story I sent you with the twenty questions. We're going to move that to next week if that's okay with you. Oh yeah, yeah. I thought I'd say I'd like to talk about that. So some of them were, were right on point. Some were like, "Well, why would you ask that?" Oh, okay, you know what? Let's yeah. do it then. I'll, I'll save this story that I, this other story. Okay, so these are the, the what some dating expert says. Now, this is a dating expert. Uh, it, it, and we're talking to a decorated international sex worker in me now, uh, who and will that, tell you. He's actually truth. taking his penis size down because it was just lover complained. It was right. too big. Anyway, go um, on, move on. So I don't want to brag. This is the, the 20 essential first date questions that you would ask on a date. Okay. We're, we're going to go through these, me and Joe. The first question that is essential to ask on a first date. So what happened with your ex? Now, yeah. I, I'm going to play some sound effects during this, Joe, and uh, uh, what I think about that question is, that's a terrible start. What happened with your ex? Okay, number one, the guy probably is uh, like a, a serial killer. He already killed her ex, so he knows what happened to her, to him. I mean, but the, yeah, they, really, the, nobody wants to bring up the past. No, you no, know they, I mean? they, they, they sure don't. You don't kick off with, hey, what happened with, oh, the guy that burned your house down, let's talk about him. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. I mean, I mean, honestly, like, I could see this date happening like this. So, what happened to your ex? Well, I, 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 I don't like to talk about it. it, it, it it's her. Well, I, I, I think I want answers. Oh, you think you want answers? Well, I think I deserve answers. Oh, I think yeah. I have the truth. You can't handle the truth. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> That's no. hilarious. Oh, yeah, that's hilarious. I was going to say, just turn on court TV. Yeah. You don't have to talk about him. He's on court. But I, that's so funny because last week, now, as you know, uh, I had to reschedule my the sex convention. Of course, I, uh, I, I did a... Uh, uh, I, I did a focus group. Right. You know, I did a focus group. And it's, it's the uh, attorneys that... It's for jury selection is mm. what I actually did. And they want to know how the joke John Q. Public feels. You know, right. if they got the bleed, because there were a couple of people that are just the bleeding heart, the person that got hurt, give them $18 bazillion. I don't want to hear another word because it was Tesla. It happened at Tesla. And it's a real case that's going on. <laughs> and uh, uh, it's just was like, uh, 
it was it was nuts because they, I wanted to stand up and we were in a jury box literally, and I couldn't decide. We were getting ready to go in, our name tags on. We were getting compensated because uh, they want to know our opinion on what. Who do you think's liable for this slip and fall at, this, right. at the Gigafactory? Whatever. And all I wanted to do was get up and go. Did you order the code red? <laughs> That's all I wanted to say the whole time. Just give me a, they compensate you. They throw you like a you know a fifty dollar bill at the end. Yeah, but I don't all think you would have got it. And I couldn't decide whether I, or I wanted to say you can't handle the truth. <laughs> but I think I wanted to do the code red instead. <laughs> oh, that's so great. Um, all right, so the, the first question you and I agree on, that's not a good question. That's not an essential question. If it no, comes no, up, it comes up. Me. Let me tell you right now, people love to talk about themselves. Kick off with something like, hey, so, wow, I hear you're into this or you work here or, or what do you do? Or, you know, okay, so number two. Okay, number two. This one, this one seems stupid to me, especially in today's world. Do you spend much time on social media? Well, how do you think we fucking met? Oh, you spend my... <laughs> <laughs> and who would the say best, it like that? The best <laughs> you spend... Am I dating you know my father? Do you spend much time on social media? I mean, before we, you know, how long, unless we just met, unless we were on the, you know, married at first sight, um, you probably would have looked them up and you could see whether they're, you know, uh, what kind of a, but 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 and us older people too. I don't even think that would really we wouldn't talk about that a whole lot because I'll tell you what I'm off my phone a lot more than people around me. I see. Oh yeah, well I I'm on my phone constantly just because of what I you know doing the show and, and doing this and that. But uh, I think today, do you spend much time on social media? If you don't, you're yeah. Then maybe you you guys could be recluses together because. I'm sorry to put it this way. The, the world revolves around it, whether it's Twitter, whether it's TikTok, whether it's Instagram, Facebook, what have you. But it does give you an insight into the person. It's not a, a total, it's not really a bad question. You know, it's like, oh, my God, I can't live without my phone or something right. like that. You oh, know, yeah. So it, it might give you some insight. It's not a totally out-of-left-field out question. Okay, I all guess. right. Um, now, now you have to be careful how you ask this next question, because you have to ask it this way. You can't ask, this is the way that I would probably end up asking it because I'm not smart. Instead of asking it the correct way, are you a soaps fan? Meaning, do you like soap operas? I would probably phrase it something like, hey, are you a fan of soap? Which would probably go the wrong way. They yeah, probably think that they they're, they're, you're, you're, Right now, you're dating Kathy the Gifford if she's so. Okay. I mean, what you say is, you know, do you, are you binge watching anything now or what's your series or something? You know, because there's, there's, so, there's too much TV for anybody to watch. Yeah. Ever. Now, Zach, when we were flipping the dial, the, and the remote was, hey, get in the way. When you have you get me a beer, switch over to Channel 4. You know, but now it's like, Dad? you know, well, let's put on the streaming service. There's so many things out there. But, so people, but, but everybody's got their thing, you know. Somebody's doing, uh, you know, your honor or somebody's doing whatever. So something like that would be a better question. Like, oh, you know, oh, I love, uh, you know, I love the real housewives of Puerto Rico, you know, or something. <laughs> I like I like the way you ask it better anyway. Um, 
Now, I'm setting you up for this one. You are a decorated international sex worker. If someone <laughs> asked you this question right here, number four, Joe, do you read before bed? Do I? Yeah, well, you know, it's part of foreplay, actually. <laughs> oh, baby, I read the signs. That's what I'm reading. Yeah, I read, you know, I put the glasses on the end of my nose. You know, I have that. I have that, uh, you know, uh, what's who strike dance husband combo with like George Clooney look. Right. And I'm reading there. And then, and then they say, what are you reading? And then they, they, they obviously, some of them go, that must be that camping magazine because I get a pump check, a pump check going up right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, way to dirty it up, Joe. Um, do you read before? But I, I think that that would be a very weird question if someone asked me that. Yeah, yeah, you don't. You know what? You'll find that out when we're after we're like living together no. for a while. Yeah, yeah. You know what? No, That's... you know what, Joe? I want you to ask me that question as we're on a date. <laughs> Come on, ask me the question. That's like, what's the next question? How many Come kids on. are we gonna have? Come on, ask me the question, Joe. What's that? Do you oh, read before uh, bed, uh, Arnie? I was yes. just curious. Do you read in bed at night? Uh, you'll find out in about an hour. Yeah, that's the only answer. That's like when I ask people, do you have any Irish in you? And they say, no. I go, do you want some? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, all right. Uh, Now, now this one, this one is the first legitimate question I've seen here. What are you passionate about in your spare time? Now that's a really queer way to ask that question. Yeah, a little too intense. But what do you what do you do in your off time? Yeah. Now that's getting to know someone that way. That like earlier you said they can talk about themselves. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, John Wayne Gacy. Here's what I do every step of the day. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. What do you do? What do you what what, what do you what do you do for kids or whatever yeah. you know? All right, next one that I'm going to. Uh, if you ask it like this, I might slap you. What's your attitude to booze? What's your attitude to booze? Well, let me get a couple more drinks and then you're going to find out real quick, okay? My attitude towards it. I, I have no attitude towards it. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. But my attitude I, 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 I prefer you get liquored up real quick. Mm-hmm. That would work. That's a dumb way to ask that. I, yeah, I mean, yeah. just come out. Are, are you, you an know, alcoholic? Get, that's already done before. Drinker, smoker, you know, do you have kids? Yeah. All that stuff. You know, in today's day, you know, not the old days. You just met somebody at the malt shop and you found out things. And, and most people were single. But the, today you already know that, you know, they're on the dark web before you even meet them. You know? Oh, absolutely. That dark web. I, I mean, that, you don't want to fuck with that. Uh, next one. Now I gotta, I gotta go ahead and just uh, this right here. That warning sound should be branded into your brain in case you're ever asked this question on a first date. Do you own a pair of walking boots? They're going to walk you out into the middle of the forest and chop you up and feed you to cocaine bear. First off, let me let me tell you right now, the first question that uh, that I get asked on a date is, you know, where's the money? So anyway, <laughs> um, but 
but you know that that is the most we get. Like I said before you started, I was like there were a couple. Of, like what the, what are you talking about? Like yeah, one's right up your ass right now. So I only have one at the time. But but you what like, you have walking? But no, I have running boots. I mean, what the hell is that? Uh, I'm very anti murder on the first date. Just to let you know. <laughs> Yeah, don't turn this rape into a murder. <laughs> For God's uh, sake, pick up half the check. Uh, um, let's see. Uh, I, I'm 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 going through this list. All these questions are terrible. Um, <laughs> number seven. I know. I saw, but I was like, "Is already serious about this?" Like, oh, what, what is it? Go ahead. Though. Number okay. We've got two more to do. Okay, this is these are my favorite two. Number seventeen. Hey, baby, how important is personal hygiene to you? How important is personal hygiene? Oh, my God. Oh, my so, God. Uh, um, uh, honey, do you mind if I come uh, smelling like six-day-old fucking hooker? I should have known when 1350 Oak Street was a dumpster. <laughs> I mean, really? <laughs> what do you mean? You should already know. I mean, you know, you you, you Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> How important yeah. is personal hygiene to you? Um, yeah, right. Do you want to share a whatever? No. Oh, come on in. <laughs> come on in. Uh, all right. One more, and then we got one more story, and I'm going to let you go. Number 19. Hey, hey listen. Always know. I'm always here whenever for whatever. Oh, uh, I know you are. Um, number 19. This is, I got to say, this is my favorite one on a first date. The question that is essential to ask, do you like confrontation? Well, fuck around and find out, motherfucker. Yeah, you know what? Because Holmes life keeps looking at you and things are going to get real in a minute right now. Oh, God, that is a If you like confrontation. I mean, you know, the thing about that is if you really look at that one, it's like there are some people that, you know, they could order uh, a, a cheeseburger and the waitress bring them a salad and they'll go, thank you. You know, they'll just, mm-hmm. they just won't make a scene. They yeah. won't, they'll just take what they get. They just don't want to confront people. See, they don't want like to, you know, and then there's the ones that, you know, that they're all, I, I said no cilantro. And there's like a micro, they have a microscope, you know, there's a cilantro on their street taco. So that they have to send it back and demand a week of free meals. And, and, you know, so it's like, you know, are you, are you, where are you at in that zone? Like, are you know, because some people just do not like confrontation, but just the way they ask that is just stupid. If that's something you'd like talk about or something, you know what I mean? Yep. Uh, all right. Last story we got today, Joe. Um, what's your favorite halftime show at a uh, basketball game? Uh, me under the bleachers. All uh, right, then. Hey, now. No, you, you, you know how they have <laughs> at a basketball game. Yeah. Yeah, a halftime show. Um, usually they're missing one Laker girl, all right, you know. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, that's, I like, you know, in Nebraska, now they don't, they have music, pipe, they do all kinds of music and stuff. But when I was there, the band was the only source okay. of music right. for the whole day, well, which I thought was really cool. So I love the traditional stuff, you know, the bands. You know, you got you got that kid in the band. It's he. That's his one thing. And he's fired up, and they're gonna do that thing. You know, where they are intertwining and you know making different words and stuff like that. That's pretty cool to watch the bands. I really do like a traditional 
Uh, if I'm at the game, I like something like that, a traditional well, the band football. out there. Let's get these kids hey, out there hey, and hey, you know, hey. give them something to do. That's football. We're talking basketball. We're talking inside. You're not going to get oh, the whole goddamn right. Well, then I, I want the um, I want the $10,000 half-court shot. Okay. Now, see, that was a good one. The, the half-court shot, always great. Uh, when I went to Kings games, I always got stuck with the, the Chinese lady spinning plates. I never understood that. I don't know why people want spinning plates, but that, that's the whole thing. The greatest halftime show in the world is the dog catching the Frisbee. There's nothing yeah. better. No one, no one can argue with me on this. When the guy throws the Frisbee and the dog runs and he jumps on the basketball court and catches it, it's phenomenal. The crowd gets into yeah. it. It's great. Well, we had an yeah. incident happen at the University of Louisville. The, the The poor dog went out there and uh, caught a Frisbee and, well... Took the shit right on the court. <laughs> he just took a dump. Big crap right in the middle of Louisville's basketball uh, court. You know, you know what? That, you know, right, maybe he's not a big fan of the Cardinals. Uh, you he, know, he, you know, that's great. I, I love that. And yeah, let me ask you this about about when you were like when I was a kid when we had dogs. I don't remember having to clean up the poop. I did. I always had to clean up poop. I never. I mean, I, I just. I don't know. We had a big backyard. It was. Weird, but now it's just like, I mean, you know, clean the poop, brush their teeth. Uh, you know, did you want the, did you want the, 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 the master bedroom? <laughs> or should I, you know, it's like <laughs> people, but I love, I, you know, you can't, you know, that's why God gave us the animals, like especially dogs, because dog is just, you, I, you, you don't, your, your comfort animal is not a turtle, okay? If it's not a dog, they're not, you know, yeah, going to start to lie. Because, but they're, they're just, there's a one thing, they don't have to get a job, they don't have to do crap, they don't clean, they do shit, they do nothing, and you love the fuck out of them. Yeah, absolutely. I saw that picture of you, uh, your new Facebook picture. You're looking good, Joe. <laughs> Thank looking you. Good. Thank you very much. I uh, appreciate that. Uh, I'm going to let you go because my other guest is in. But, Joe Murphy, thank you as always. We will talk to you next Thursday. And uh, until then, uh, God bless oh. you, brother. Okay, okay. I Listen, I'll, I'll, I'll text you about an idea I had. All okay. right, all right. Thanks, Arnie. I appreciate it, buddy. All right, we're going to take a quick break here. Uh, when we come back, uh, my main man, Brian, uh, a fine fighting United States Marine, will be in next. Oh, these ancient skies I've had these wandering eyes But you took me by surprise When you let me inside of you Inside of you Inside of you There's got to be some part of me Inside of you Tomorrow, and if this should be absent. 
Hello, darling. Hello, Mr. Cox. You ready to sing one? I'm always ready. Well, all right. In my dreams, you're blowing me some kisses. Let's bring this whisper to 
natural Let's do it Did I hear you sighing? What are you implying? You look a little tired Music got me wired Pretty good looking What you're saying Read my lips, it's what you're looking for Here I am, sneaking up behind you You can always come in my back door Let's do it In ways that make us feel good to talk about uh you love this country more than a lot of people i've ever met and i respect the shit out of that uh this is the same man who will uh, uh graciously stand at attention for fallen police officers all over the the great state of texas no matter how long the procession is no matter where it is no matter what the weather is like it can be pouring rain or it can be 108 degrees outside and he is in full Marine dress uniform. Um, I got to ask, there, there's so much to ask about our country right now. Um, can we fix it? I, is it fixable or are we done? This may almost sound embarrassing, but I have literally stopped watching the news. Good. Uh, since uh, I would say well into Biden's administration, I just stopped because. I, I can just hear the stories I, and talking with just people daily, um, talking about inflation, talking about recessions coming, how they can't afford this, the price of eggs, can't find this on the shelves. All of this, ironically, has been since he's taken office. Uh, you look at his administration not showing up. Um, I believe uh, Budacheg took time to get to a, a disaster area. Oh, yeah, uh, in Ohio. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, almost and 20 like, days. Yeah, That's why? 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 It should have been immediate. I mean, well, well Joe Biden had to go to the Ukraine. Yeah, uh, and didn't um, Trump step in and yeah. help? Ohio? So, yeah. and again, I don't follow the. I literally have not watched the news. And okay. I, I used to be a guy that listened, to, you know, 
Sherry yeah. will tell you. Oh, Listened yeah. to it on the radio. Sure. Uh, watched it on TV. It was in my office all the time. I'd never missed a beat. And it's just, it's become so heartbreaking to see the state of our country. Do I still keep up with the the Dan Crenshaw stuff that he does? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's some things I agree with him, some things I disagree. Uh, I'm good friends with Pat Fallon, so I definitely keep up with him and, and in contact with his mm-hmm. office all the time. And there are people out there trying to make a difference, and I think that we now that we have the house back, I think we're starting to see some things unravel. But Well, man. I mean, there's so much that, that has to come unravel. I don't, I don't understand a lot of things in the world, and I ask questions to try and learn. I don't know when all this started or if this has happened forever. These Senate subcommittee meetings, mm-hmm. when they ask these people easy yes or no questions, and they fiddle-fart around and dance around the answer and never answer the question. Mm-hmm. Redirections? Uh, well, I, I, I sit there and go, Wait a second, they didn't answer. Yeah. Or or we get these stories like, since you haven't been watching news, the Judge Kavanaugh, woman who accused him, mm-hmm. Senate committee hearings on him, FBI investigations, it was all a lie. Oh, wow. She made it all up. They're finally bringing charges against her. Wow. W- what happened? So we went through all that, damaged this man, put his family out there on blast, and it was all a lie. See, all I, lie. I, I, this is I, I'm learning yeah. this today. Lie, wow, flat out lie. Everything that we've learned about COVID. Yeah, well, and I have seen that. I have been watching that. And again, that rocked the core of America and changed our way of life. If mm-hmm. there is not heads rolling and people held accountable, man, shame on us. Because when you change the dynamic of a country based off of a lie and no one's held accountable. That scares the hell out of me because that means it will happen again. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, they're just waiting. And and I don't know who they are anymore because I've gotten to the point where I I just can't always blame one side. Well, you know, I think I've told you this before, and and I always live by it. Left wing, right wing, it's all the same bird, right? Mm -hmm. It, it, It doesn't matter. It's all the same bird. It's just you have to figure out who has the moral standing, who, you know, you may not always agree with them, but, man, morally their character is strong. Their moral compass is right on line with the way you want America to be or what you believe in our Constitution to be. And and that's why I referenced Dan Crenshaw earlier. There's mm-hmm. a lot of people that don't agree with Dan Crenshaw on a sure. lot of his policies. But his moral compass, I feel, is strong. Like, I feel he loves this country and that he wants to be – he wants the best for this country. Now, could he do some things differently? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But I've also seen him during COVID bring Americans together by throwing little beach parties, uh, July 4th uh, bashes, mm-hmm. because he knew to for America to be America, we have to be out there doing those barbecues. Yes. We have to be out there That's celebrating us. us. Yes. I mean, every time. I mean, it, it, same thing with, oh, gosh, my favorite is the argument with people all the time when it's Memorial Weekend. How can you have a barbecue on Memorial Weekend? You should be mourning their losses. They would want you to be out there barbecuing because right. you know what? I'm they celebrating. W- they would be out there barbecuing. I'm celebrating their lives. Exactly. Thank you. That's the way yeah. it should be. I, I just got chills. Yeah. We celebrate their lives by continuing to do what Americans do. Yes. And that's why they didn't die in vain. But when you mm-hmm. sit there and you sulk and you, you – it's not saying you don't mourn them. I no. mourn their losses. Absolutely. But – I'm going to do what they want. Yes. I, I'm going to make sure my American flag mm-hmm. is flying high, 
and that I'm living the way I should as an American because that's what they would want. Mm-hmm. That's why they ran into battle with an American flag on their shoulder facing the fight. Yeah, I, I, I look at politics now, and I, I just – because they can't all be that stupid. To, to allow this shit to go on, the lying to Congress, it, it, uh, what, is it just all for control of us? Are we all their dogs now? I, I just don't – I've lost – I mean, really, in the last six months, it, it, it's amazing to watch how these people say things, and we have it on video of them saying the complete opposite just one or two mm. years ago. Mm. And you sit there and go, wait a second. If I can remember this, I'm a 51-year-old recovering drug and alcoholic, <laughs> okay? And I remember them doing this yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. Where is the tape? Uh, it, and and our America, are we that? I think as I just, we think, I think we're all just too busy. I, you know, the things that disgust me is, you know, they've said these things, you know, yeah. they've done these things, you know it. And how do you, it's like, you don't want to give up the lie. It's like, I, I, I will never admit it because I hate it, whether it's, I hate orange man, or I hate the Republican party, or I, they have so much hate. And, and I know we said, we're not going to talk about sides, but I'm telling you, the yeah. left side has so much hate. Yes. That they don't care what the truth is. You could tell them the sky is red, and they're going to walk around and post pictures. Look at the beautiful red sky, because they're going to believe it because mm-hmm. a Democrat said it or whatnot. And I mean, and that's just what's ingrained in them. I mean, I'm telling you, it sucks, but that's the way they do it. And let, so you can't convince you. them. Let me challenge you. Not necessarily hate. I can see where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. I think the left is rolling around with all this entitlement. And they're talking down to everyone. This accept everything or you're a interphobic here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we will cancel you if you don't agree with our train of thought. We don't have fuck your train of thought. Mm-hmm. That, that, see, that's the thing I just don't get is, wait a second. I want to meet the parent that's okay with transgenders dancing in front of their school kids. Yeah, I, I still don't understand. I, I will I say I see those little videos. I want to meet that parent that's okay with that. Uh, I want to meet the school teacher that I don't know if you saw this, and I did see this through a news feed. Uh, I think it was in Florida. A black school teacher made white students bow mm-hmm. to the black students. He t- made them and, slaves for the day. Yeah, and yeah. And, and how is so. So here's the funny thing. When we, when we, what I have found, this is probably going to be a touchy topic. When we speak of race, so the only reason racism is alive in America is because we generate the talk of it, right? Yeah. So the, you know, whether you can say, oh, I'm not racist, you know, when we start going back to the entitlement, when we start saying, oh, we're going to play, uh, pay, uh, Retribute, whatever. Uh, uh, oh yeah, reparations. <laughs> you know, that's keeping the idea of racism or quote unquote slavery in that mm-hmm. mindset alive. Because now we're we, we just won't ever let things go. We can't change history, but we can certainly generate a better future. And by doing that, is not not bringing the hate into it. And I mm-hmm. think with racism. And that teacher was way off base. And I think he came back and said it was a joke. Really? I, I, that, I don't see the punchline in see, there. See, well, here's, here's the thing. I, Morgan Freeman said, and I talked about this yesterday, the best way to do this is not bring it up. Morgan Freeman's an yeah, actor. That's what I just said. Yeah. If we don't talk about it, then it's not there. It's, I, uh, I think Samuel Jackson's one of the greatest actors of all time. 
Now, I don't have to put in black actor. Mm-hmm. He's an actor. He's a man. He's mm-hmm. a human. Why are we bringing up? Yeah. Patrick Mahomes is a great quarterback. He's half white, but nobody brings that up. Yeah. You know, oh, this is first Super Bowl with two black quarterbacks. Well, one's half white. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not crying for it. I don't want to sound like, you know, I'm this crying racist for it. it. It's just the stupidity of things. And I'm glad you brought up reparations because, and since you haven't been watching the news, and I do watch the news, let me tell you about this fun thing that's going on in California. Oh, boy. So uh, the city board in, in San Francisco has a, uh, appointed a group to come up with numbers of what San Francisco residents should be paid in reparations. Now, what do you understand reparations as? Um, from what I understand, it's going to be a payment. For? For slavery. Yes. The end. Now. Right? That, that's it. Reparations are for slavery. City Council in, in San Francisco is mulling this over, this board, mm-hmm. who did not use any mathematical formulas to come up with this, started that every black resident in San Francisco born between this state and this state will get $250,000. Well, that quickly jumped up to $2 million. Oh, wow. And now they have all agreed that every black resident born between this state and this state in San Francisco will be paid $5 million based on unfair housing process based on oh my gosh police brutality based on unfair hiring practices during that time there's one word that's not being used in this wearing and that word is slavery, slavery. yeah so uh, so so this city council has passed this not yet they're mulling it over the the, oh the number gosh. was I'll, given to them i'll say this if that passes, you have now just opened it up the can of worms. Well, well I don't know who can afford it. San Francisco San, can't afford no, it. That, that, that California city would, can't. That, that city would. That can we has have we not just pushed California out and just not had forty nine stars put on the flag yet? Well, no. See, the northern part of California is okay. Northern part's okay. Northern part's oh. very very good. See, you cut it off right before Stockton because Stockton is America's Fallujah. And you just flush the rest of it away. America's Fallujah. Uh, I, I mean, there's a sign in Fallujah that says, at least we're not stocked in California. Okay, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, but I, I just, I go, what the $5 million? And wow. it's not even in a state that never had slavery and where slavery was never legal. They're paying reparations. I, I don't understand. Are we, are we paying to be friends? And, and here's my big question. Do I get the N-word back? Because, I mean, we're paying you $5 million. I should get some use out of something. I, I, I don't even have words in this moment. Because if that, if that happens, that is going to change so many dynamics. I, you know, honestly, even if it was $250,000, it still changes the yes! dynamic. You, you weren't even – if you were not even a slave, mm-hmm. like, I don't – I just I, – yeah. <laughs> It's maddening. Like, and, it, and if they are going to base it on police brutality, unfair housing, that's why you're going to open up other cities that are going to either be demanded by residents mm-hmm. to do these things. And I could probably list a few cities that, well, maybe not Chicago with Lightfoot gone, but no, they're still going to put a liberal they'll, in place. They'll, they'll still mean. do something there. Uh, I could see, sadly, Austin maybe trying to jump on board with something stupid. 
Austin's done. Uh, Atlanta, maybe. I mean, it, it's going to be bad when the when when the governor cleans up Austin by using the the Texas Rangers and the Department of Public Safety mm-hmm. because they don't have a police force there anymore. And it's going to happen, and all those hippies are going to get the shit kicked out of them down yeah. there, and they're going to cry and they're going to moan, and nobody's going to listen. That Good. that illegal street race they had down there a couple weeks ago where they're just mm-hmm. doing these donuts. Blocking nine one one and and passages of, of ambulances for thirty eight minutes. No, uh, uh-uh. y- y- y'all need to grow up. Y'all, everybody needs to grow the fuck up a little bit. Like, we were rebellious in our teams, but we didn't do crazy shit like that. I I, I was, you know what's funny? I I don't want to say I was afraid of police, but I certainly respected them. You know, maybe there was a little fear because I'm like, I don't want to cross that person. That that's because that's how we were brought up. Yeah. Like you certainly didn't badmouth a police officer. No. I mean, and if boy, if you're, I would say I would rather have the ticket than the police officer call my dad. Oh God, yeah. I, I mean, mean I, I, I hate to ask you this question. Did you ever get arrested in high school? No. Yeah. See, sadly, I did for breaking mailboxes, <laughs> and I got to visit the lovely Lou Starrett Jail because oh. I was seventeen. Ooh. And the driver was 16, and the passenger was 15. So I got, you got the, yeah. I got big boy jail. Yeah. Boy, let me tell you, uh-uh, I've never bad-mouthed a police officer, and I never will. Yeah. And I know there are bad police officers there out are. there. The Memphis Five, terrible police officers. Mm-hmm. But all in all, no, I, I... No, you didn't. I mean, a police officer is just... I mean, I can only speak for me, but I was told you better do this, you better do this, and you better do this. Like, I, I hear all the stories, and I have really good friends that are black, and they'll say, you know what, when I get pulled over, this is what I do. But you know what I say? I do the same thing. Mm-hmm. I roll my window down, I turn my vehicle off, and I mm-hmm. put my hands on the steering wheel so that person walking up to the car sees it. I'm doing the same thing you're doing mm-hmm. because I'm doing it because I respect that officer, and I don't want that officer to be fearful when he walks Bingo. up. Bingo. It has nothing to do with me being white, black, brown. It's mm. just I'm just doing that because that officer deserves that little bit of safety. Yeah. As I, he's walking. I up. used to take the keys out and put them on the dash. My hands are at 10 and 2. Yeah. Show hey, I'm going to comply because I do believe if you comply, you may not die. Well, uh, I mean, that's absolutely true. I mean, there that is 100% truth. You can go back and look at every traffic stop that's had something happened or anything, it always comes down to the end result of all you had to do is would do what you were told. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, you know, you have, a, you have a fight in a courtroom. You have a fight when you're in front of a judge. You have a fight when you're in front of the jury. And by fight, I mean you have your story. Right. You have your right. voice. You have your chance. But the, the officer, if he's going to arrest you, they're going to arrest you, right? You, it's discretion, right? Mm-hmm. So you're not going to win that battle there. I, I mean, if you got to sit in jail while you wait for your uh, hearing with the you know bond out or whatever, then do it. Yeah, I mean, enjoy the bologna sandwich. Yeah, and it's guess good. what? When you get home, you put your attorney together, you get your defense, you go to court, and if it and the judge will know if it was wrong or right. And then if you have a story, okay, maybe file a lawsuit. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, it, it, it's I, I've never understood this, uh, and and I'll be the first to say. I will never, ever know what it's like to be a black man in this country. I, I have no clue. And, and have they been picked on unfair? Absolutely, since oh, yeah. the beginning of time. 
everybody in, in a way has been picked on oh, yeah. unfairly. But 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 I'm I'm giving them their due. All you gotta do is comply. Yeah. And if they do wrong, then you can find out they did wrong, and then you can own them for it. Well, okay. So being on the topic of law enforcement, so mm-hmm. I mean, Sherry is in law enforcement. Mm-hmm. You know, five foot, tiny blonde. Do you not think that when she walks up, she doesn't know? I can assure you one thing in the stories that I've had with her. She doesn't. If she's driving one way and the other car's driving the other way, if she sees an infraction in the law, she doesn't know their race that quick. No. You 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 make the U turn. You run the plates. Even then, it may not be the person in the car because mm-hmm. that's just who it's registered to, right? And when you walk up, you have to. I mean, if I'm a five foot woman, tiny, you don't know what you're walking up to. You have to walk up with. You know, all the caution in the world and preparation in the world mm-hmm. of what's fixing to happen at this traffic stop. Right. You know, and even even if they put make you drop your guard, are you still really safe? I mm-hmm. mean, and I, I think I think it's I, I don't like any loss of life, but the reason I do the things I do for the fallen police officers where, you know, I will do the salute and I, we do help raise money for their families is simply because they know the risk and i know a lot of people always say oh they knew what they were doing when they signed up for the job mm-hmm. well exactly yeah they knew what they were doing when they signed up for the job because they believe that your life crazy this is mm-hmm. gonna sound crazy your life is more important than theirs and that isn't that crazy because their life is just as important but they believe your life matters more and that's why they put on that uniform they wear that badge and they go into battle. And what's crazy is I had a bunch of police officer friends of mine one day saying, oh, no, we respect the heck out of you. You're a Marine. You do this. You do that. I said, you know what, though? Here's the thing. When I go to war, I'm only there for a deployment. Uh-huh. It's dangerous. Don't get me wrong. But I come home in six months. You walk the streets every day. You're in battle every day for uh-huh. X amount of years, even when you're out of work. I had a friend of mine, Hunter, who was a Garland police officer. And I remember, well, you know Hunter. Hunter Poteen? Yeah. yeah. So I grew up That's with right. So you, so you may even know this story. He, you know, he made an arrest, I guess, early in his career. And he was at a store with his son. And a guy walked in and said, I know who you are. I remember you. You arrested me. So, I mean, he's in plain clothes. Right. I didn't know that. I didn't but know now, he's like, now he's like, okay, mm-hmm. get my son behind me, do what I got to do to be prepared, right? Right. You're all as a police officer. You're always a target, whether you're yeah. wearing a uniform or not, because someone's going to recognize you. And if you ruin their life, I don't know. Well, and and, and I, I appreciate how you said it there, because you're saying it on their behalf. If you ruin their life, you didn't ruin their life. They ruined their life. Yeah, that's true. I I, I mean, you were there for it. Yeah, yeah but but they blame you. Oh, so, absolutely. So anyone absolutely, in those positions, yeah. they they never blame themselves. Never. No, no. I, you ruined it. So, gosh, this is really about to get controversial, and and I apologize. Uh, okay, George Floyd. Okay, yeah. I think it started with a $20 bill that was counterfeit or $10. Yes, $20 bill that he was trying to pass off in okay. the market that was counterfeit. End of the day, what started all of that was a counterfeit $20 bill that he knew was counterfeit, had he passed a regular $20 bill, guess what? George Floyd would still be here today. Or if he would have complied. Now, I'm not saying that he did not get a little more no. than he should have. Because no, he no. Did. no one's going to argue that. Mm-hmm. There, that, was, that officer was way out of line. 
But if you watch the video, mm-hmm. if you watch, and I'm not standing up for Derek Chauvin before anybody says it, that video is longer than him on his neck. That video is like double the time because mm. they walk down the street, they walk across the street, they get in one police car, then they get out of the police car, and then they end up in that situation. Mm-hmm. And George Floyd is handcuffed the entire time, mm-hmm. not complying. Now, did he deserve to get his neck sat on? No, he didn't. Mm-mm. He's a human being. He didn't deserve that. Did Derek Chauvin go f- too far? Yes. But once again, you broke it down perfectly. He passed a fake $20 bill. Mm. He lost his life because he didn't have real money or didn't want to use real money mm-hmm. and wanted to scam someone. This is one of my favorite features I do on the show, and I talk about why people go to jail. The most recent one was a woman who decided to drive her car through the entry of a Popeye's chicken place Mm. because when they handed her order in the drive-thru, there was no biscuit in there. (laughs) No, this is true. She complained, and they gave her a biscuit. She was still so mad that she drove around and drove through. She is going to lose everything that she probably has because it's going to cost thousands of dollars to replace that. And not to mention the lawyer fees. For a biscuit. For a biscuit. God, I hope it was good, though. I, I know, right? I mean, Boy, I, some, I mean, I like Popeyes. Some and soft all. butter and honey on that. I, 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 like, I like Popeyes as much as the next guy, but... You know, fucking A. This is where Sir Mix a Lot Buttermilk Biscuit should be played. <laughs> wow. I, yeah, I hadn't heard that story. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I, I've got tons of. There's a guy who threatened to murder a, uh, a Wendy's manager because there weren't enough, there wasn't enough broccoli on his baked potato. And he threatened to kill him. And, and he went out to his car to eat. And, and he waited I'm for the police you, to get okay, there. Okay. So, so this stems. From the the riots, the summer riots after George Floyd, when we basically were screaming defund the police, mm-hmm. get rid of the police, you there is so when you don't re- fear or respect the law, you get lawlessness, and this mm-hmm. is what you have: wanting to kill somebody over some broccoli. Yeah, uh, you didn't get your biscuit. You got a biscuit, and you're still mad. You're going to drive through the drive-through, and it's because. You don't fear the law anymore, mm-hmm. and that's that's why we are where we are. I mean, I know some things are legal in Vegas, and so we were, you know, recently there. But geez, I mean, the the drugs, the people walking around, the the marijuana everywhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just so much lawlessness everywhere because we keep we keep moving the mark. Mm-hmm. We keep moving the mark. Okay, well, it's like you said earlier about pleasing. So if we raise the bar here, maybe we please everybody. Oh, that's not good enough. We'll we'll move it just a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll legalize marijuana now. We'll, but you know what? Why don't we legalize cocaine too? I mean, it's just we just keep changing the bar. Before you know it, well, you have no law. Well, the funny thing is that there are states that have done this. Um, Portland was the first city to do it in Oregon, and then Seattle did it. They started to decriminalize. Um, <laughs> True. Um, they started to decriminalize drugs in those cities, meaning you could walk around with whatever amount of heroin you wanted. Mm-hmm. A month and a half ago, I crank called the Seattle uh, morgue because of a story I had. 
they didn't have enough room for all the overdoses. Wow. And I said that I was a pig farmer, and I would take them the, the bodies, you know, as long <laughs> as you pulled their teeth and everything. But this is what happened. See, the, the, this is the thing that the world doesn't understand that guys like you and I understand because we're from this this generation. We were raised by older parents. that were They had a little bit more uh, bark on their tree, if you will. There's one word that nobody understands, and that word is consequence I'm going to ask you a question and it's going to piss you off probably is it okay to burn an American flag in America legally thank you legally it is now I used to have a conversation with a fellow I did a radio show with his name was dog shit and he said he would proudly stand for anyone to burn a flag I said well you better hope I'm not there he said, why? I said, because I'm going to kick the shit out of that person. Mm-hmm. He goes, well, you can't do that. I said, well, yes, I can. You see, I can do that. Mm-hmm. Him burning the flag means the police can't show up and the government can't show up and arrest him. Mm-hmm. That's what that means. It doesn't mean he's not going to have consequences for doing that. Right. You burn a flag in front of somebody, a patriot, you're probably going to get the shit kicked out of you. Yeah. And I'm ready to pay the consequence of being arrested and going to jail yeah. because I know that consequence. Yeah. But nobody wants to understand there are consequences. Allowing transgendered males into female sports, the consequence will be no more female sports. Well, yeah. But nobody wants to believe that. Yeah. It, it's... Mm. See, I'm the same way when it comes to the American flag. I, you know, when I when I said legally, I mean like by ceremonial, do it the right way. Mm-hmm. When you do it out of disrespect for attention, or you know, just you know, I'm gonna stomp on it and just treat it. This is where quit hiding behind the rights. Mm-hmm. Let's just use some common sense. You know why you're doing it. You're doing it because you want mm-hmm. attention. You're doing it because you want to disrespect somebody. You're doing it because you want to basically say f you to America and all those who stood for this flag. Be honest. I mean, don't sit out there and say, well, it's my right. Mm-hmm. Okay, we get it. You're right. No one's going to ever argue no. that. But when you do it in the way you're doing it, you're doing it because you want a reaction. And if that reaction is getting your ass stomped, you got a reaction. Yeah. Oh, you probably absolutely. weren't expecting that reaction. No. But I, I can name 20 people off the top of my head, well, 21 now, mm-hmm. that would stomp somebody. In oh. a heartbeat. Like. And, and this goes for all of it. The, these people that show up to veterans' funerals with the God hates mm. fag signs. You show up to my dad's funeral, God hates fag sign. guess what? I'm going to fucking murder you. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry to put it that bluntly, but mm. that's the consequence. And nobody wants to understand that it's, it's physics. Yeah. With it's, every action, there is an equal or greater reaction. It, it boils down to... Defend freedoms, not feelings. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh. So simple. Defend freedoms, not feelings. Because we all have feelings. Oh, absolutely. But my feelings aren't rights. There's nothing in the Constitution that says, my, you know, if, oh, Brian's sad, mm-hmm. you know, we all have to do something for him. Oh, oh, you know, you can't preach into the choir, brother. That's just, the third rule of yeah, the show. Fuck your feelings. Yeah. And, and fuck your feelings. Your feelings have, and, and everybody has them, and I, my, my feelings get hurt. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I don't have feelings, but you can't rule the land based on feelings. You know, here recently, one thing that I have done is I have 
I have really fallen back into faith. Mm-hmm. And I have found that there are just, by living a more faith-based life and just really trying to pray each day and trying to figure things out, I'm telling you, when you get right with God or whoever you your God is, mm-hmm. you know, I believe my God is the Savior, right? So I got right with God. And I'm telling you, things in my life have started falling back into place because I'm, I'm starting to do right. Well, the reason I bring this faith and stuff up, what's on the dollar bills? God, God we, we trust. trust. What's the Constitution say? All men are created equal. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's it, it, everything's going to fall back to faith in God. Mm-hmm. So when we get off this feelings thing and we just get right with God, we follow what we have as rights, not abuse them. Mm-hmm. Just follow them. You will have a good life. You don't have to go the extra. I don't. We don't have to have transgenders, you know, being involved in female sports because they're biologically a male. Right. If you're biologically a male, you're a male. Mm-hmm. I, the end. You you can you can I, you can say you identify it as whatever you want, but at the end of the day, you're a male. Well, they all fall back on this this wonderful new phrase called "it's a social construct." I had to look that up last week because God, I, please I, define this. A social, uh, you know, I'm gonna because I, I remember it vaguely, but it, it is a fascinating definition. Uh, social construct. There it is. First one up uh, is an idea that has been created and accepted by the people in a society. Mm. Now, so we allow them to be a. We've allowed them to be this product in our environment. But but this is the problem. It's an idea, mm-hmm. and people that fall behind. And, and I'm glad you brought up faith. It's very very important you brought up faith. And I've I've preached this on the show, and people are probably turning out because I say this too damn much. Faith is something that's not proven. An idea is something that's not proven. A lot of these people who believe in this social construct that's going on now that sex is not gender because that's what they say Mm. Um, those are also people that are very very anti-religious and they don't understand what faith is faith has no proof somebody's wrong somebody's wrong i i uh, my faith says i'm not wrong though my faith i believe in what i believe in and nobody's going to take that away from me Mm -hmm. because that's what faith is and I'll dumb it down even more for people. When you call DirecTV and they say they're going to be at your house between 12 and 4, and you sit your ass behind between 12 and 4, you have faith that they're going to show up, but they always show up at 4.30. Hmm. But you're still home between 12 and 4. Why? Because you had faith or the idea that they were going to be there. And once you start poking that stuff out, they start, you know, hem-hawing and running around in circles, and they don't want to tell the truth. The truth is this. Their feelings are running their day-to-day lives. Yep. That's what they go by is feelings. You can't go by that because if I hurt your feelings, I don't need to be canceled for it. Mm-hmm. Don't talk to me anymore. If you want to yep. cancel me, self-cancel me. But if I hurt your feelings because we disagree about bands or something like that, fuck off. I, I, I don't have time for that. 
Uh, religion and faith are very definition of going off emotion and not logic. Hence, separation of church and state. Fuck your feelings includes fuck your religion. Have fun with your freedoms to worship your way, but never, ever try and force mentality on the public. I'm, I've never tried to force any mentality on him. Is that somebody said? No, that's just what he wrote. Uh, oh. That's what Ogre wrote. I understand the war on religion. I understand the war on, on God talk and things like that because sometimes it's overdone. And sometimes it's done by really, really bad people mm-hmm. who, who claim to be men of God. Mm-hmm. And what they've done is they've just pushed more people away. Jesus didn't have a church. He had people who just followed him. Mm-hmm. He didn't say follow me. They just followed him. I, I, to this day, I don't know how that same book that we all have read so many times is misconstrued in so many different ways. Yeah, interpretation. I, I mean, I, I look at it and I just go, fuck. But this is a bigger topic than that because this whole social construct, well, my gender is not my sex. Well, what the fuck is the difference? Mm. Because you want to use weird pronouns and you want to step out, and I said it <laughs> earlier. I said, it, look, you uh, didn't get enough attention as a kid. Yeah. Yeah, there you I, go. I, I like the new pronoun thing. That's that's been a comical one, um, and again, it's just because. Well, I think uh, the latest place I've seen it is on like LinkedIn and stuff, where people are they'll put oh. he, he him. him and all this and that, and I'm like, I, I knew you was a dude when I saw the profile picture. <laughs> right. I mean, you know. But see, they're playing the stupid game now. Because that's what this has turned into is a stupid game. Mm-hmm. That if you don't do that, then you have the word phobic put after yeah. your name. And it's like, no, I'm not phobic. I just, like, I, I'm sorry that I don't have, I don't find it important enough in my life to learn all these pronouns. Mm-hmm. I'm 51 years old. I, yeah. I don't have time for that. I, look, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be cruel to you. I'm not gonna be mean to you. Just fucking yeah. deal with I it. I think my philosophy on it is, I, I don't really care. Uh, what you honestly even when okay I'll give you one like I think a lot of well just use a religion quote you said no one mm-hmm. wants it shoved down their throat right right same thing I don't I don't want if that's what your beliefs I, I don't want your stuff shoved down my throat either I, I'm not shoving my stuff down someone's throat Mm-mm. if you either like me or you don't you either you either want conversations with me or you don't and here's the beautiful thing at least with you and I because we have disagreed before. Mm-hmm. And I've texted you and like, you know what? I didn't. What did I say to you that one time I disagreed with you? And what did I text you the next day? You know what? I didn't look at it that way. Right. You, you, you thought about it. I said, you know what? What The way you presented it, hey, that makes sense. I agree with you now. But we didn't agree the first day. No. But the next day after you uh, listened to it, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, that makes sense. Because that's okay to disagree with Arnie. And guess what? We're still friends, right? Yeah. And guess what? It's even better when I can come back to Arnie and say, hey, you know what? I see your point of view. Yeah. Or I could have come back to you and it's, said, hey, wait a second. I saw it a different way. I see it your way yeah. now. I understand. You That's know, not you know what that boils in. down? You know what that boils down to? It's because I don't have to be right mm-hmm. to have Arnie as a friend. Right. Arnie doesn't have to be right to have me as a friend. It's okay no. that, holy shit, Brian had a point there. I didn't yeah. think about it like that. I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll change my view. Oh, yeah. smack. Arnie. Because I remember I changed my stance. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what the subject was, but I remember I changed my stance on it. I, I, I remember that, too. And, and it's one of those things where I'm not going to stop being your friend because you disagree with me. I, I think if that is your, your level of friendship with people, you're not really friends yeah. with that person. Yeah. 
you're you're not in a in a lifeboat situation with a person that says, "Well, I I, th- I think Doritos are better than Ruffles." Well, fuck you. Well, and I also <laughs> I was like, also gonna say uh, it, from now on when you address me, if you can address me as the Brian McNeil, <laughs> anything less, I, we won't talk anymore. Well, I identify as a deity, so uh, okay. yeah, I mean, I am a god. Well, so there you I, go. I mean, I mean, I'm be struck down for saying that, but. That's the funny part is that storms I, are coming today. I have asked that question like uh, of people. Okay, so you want to be a man? Okay, I'm a fire truck. Well, you can't be a fire. Why not? I identify as a fire truck. Why can't I be a fire? Well, that's just stupid. Well, I think it's stupid that you think you're a man. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. We're just built different. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I bet Brian and Arnie disagree on ham for dinner. Pri- do you like ham? I do like ham. Let's see. Ham is disgusting. Ham is for- gross. Easter, never, and never, Christmas, dinners, never, maybe, never. I, I hate ham. Really, I, I can't stand it. Oh my gosh. Um, uh, but the, did you eat spam though? Oh, I've eaten spam. Spam's not bad if it's fried. I okay, can't eat so it hold on. You will eat fried spam. Yeah. And you're looking at me, telling me that you wouldn't have a ham sandwich. Yeah, I, I don't like ham. I just don't like ham. Spam. It, there's something about spam. It, it might be the jelly. Yeah, I mean, you know, like fried spam and rice, you know, muy loco or whatever they call that shit with the brown gravy on it. That's not bad. Wow, that's not bad at all. Now, now, <laughs> Ogre says I always knew Arnie was Hebrew. Look at how he hypes their hot dogs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I eat a lot of pork. A lot of pork. Yeah. I just don't eat ham. Uh, ribs, delicious. Bologna, which is every other part of the damn pig, delicious. Yeah, just not ham. Just not not, ham. not okay. a ham guy. Um. <laughs> These are, these are awesome conversations, and, and, and it's awesome that you bring a lot of this stuff up, especially about the feelings and, and where we are in the world today. I, I hope that there is, is a, a light at the end of the tunnel for where we're going. Um, since you don't watch news, and I don't get a lot of really military experts on the show, and I would consider you a military expert. Well, thank you. Um, there's not a lot of agreement on this show, and I'm just going to say that right now with what is happening overseas with Ukraine. Ukraine, okay. Um, two days ago, President Walensky came out and said, Americans aren't going to know until their sons and daughters are dying on the battlefield here. <laughs> um, do you think, and, and with this current administration, are we going to go boots on the ground there? I hope not. But I, I, I mean, oh, I mean, you you see all this that's happening. You see this this warmonger of Putin doing what he's doing, and we're sending billions upon billions mm. upon billions of dollars. I, I don't there. know. I don't know if, and this might really change some people's thinking. But I, I don't know if Zelensky's not a warmonger. Oh, I well, mean, you're going to ruffle some feathers there. It, it, well, and I say and, that because, I mean. You're speaking for Americans to have boots on the ground? Really? You're, And I think we've sent way too much money. We have our own problems in our own backyard. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you talk about our military. I mean, you know, the Marine Corps disbanded the second tank battalion. We don't have a tank battalion in the Marine Corps anymore. But tell that to the Marines who are fighting in Fallujah who love those tanks coming through. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we, got ri- we are getting rid of some of the um, – other units not really getting rid of infantry, but they're downsizing it in certain ways because 
I guess with the uh, the Space Force, they're they're trying to go a different way with war. But you know, I'll give Zelensky one thing: boots on the ground will always have to have happen in war. You mm-hmm. have to have boots on the ground, door knocking, kicking in, and doing that. But no, I, I one if we send American troops to Ukraine, you're we're looking at World War Three fixing to be happening real quick because you can I can assure you Korea is going to get involved. Uh, China's going to get involved. Russia and China and North Korea are already in bed together. Mm-hmm. You just you are open it up, and then the European countries they don't have the same, uh, I would say, strong alliances that they used to have with America. Mm-hmm. Uh, you saw that a little bit in um, when Bush went to war with Iraq again. A lot of the European countries, the coalition wasn't as big as it right. was in the first war, right? Right. Because they saw the writing on the wall. Uh, I mean, it's just the way it happened. So, no, I, I think that that's bad. I don't think we need to be over there. We certainly really should stop sending money a uh, long time ago. But I mean, there there are questions, and in, in this, I'll, I'll ask you the hard question. I mean, Russia invaded this 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 country they invaded they they broke their sovereignty mm-hmm. shouldn't somebody be helping them well, i mean yeah. they're doing a great job on their own don't get me wrong mm-hmm. but shouldn't somebody i don't know maybe closer be spending them sending them lots and lots yeah. of money and i mean you know and i don't mind sending some military equipment you know but it's 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 it ain't america's fight Okay, just, and and that's fair, and, and and I believe I agree with you, the military expert, um, that this does open the door for, and you know Taiwan to get invaded, mm-hmm. you know, and then we got to go over there and say, hey, no, you can't do that. Yeah, and it's funny because you know America's going to have interests in certain mm-hmm. places, and I believe Ukraine has a good interest. Uh, is it grain? Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, so I mean, yes, there is a huge interest mm-hmm. in. Ukraine and that one port with grain, you know, so we, I get it, but man, I'm just saying you, you, you start putting Americans over there. Let's put it this way. I would be afraid to be a military member with this administration being told I'm going to war in Ukraine mm-hmm. with this administration. this administration. I would be afraid with any administration. I mean, cause if you're not afraid to go to war, you're the person I don't want next to me. Right. I want a little bit of fear because that means you're going to fight hard. Right. Uh, you're you're not going to discharge us and get us killed. But with this administration, oh my God, I'd be so scared. You mean you, you mean with this guy uh, who says? When I was coming up as a kid, you know, cops were learned to you know required to learn to shoot to kill. Well, you ought to be able to shoot to stop. Plus, yeah. <laughs> Guess what? When you shoot to kill, what did you do? <laughs> you stopped them, dummy. You stopped them. I mean, but but yes, and, and look, I, I'm terrified with this administration. I don't know who's running the country. It I can't don't be Grandpa. It, it's not. It it's, can't be him. I and I, I'll also even go a step further. I don't even think Harris has a clue. Oh God! I, I mean, I've asked this question and I've never gotten an answer. It's the president's job to do better than the president before, correct? Mm. That's the job. It's just like parenting. You want to leave the next generation in better shape than we were. Right. Which we're failing at miserably on that one. But that's a whole different topic. Um, How are we better since Joe Biden has become president? 
and, and I'm 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 asking this in not to be a yeah. gotcha moment. I want to learn. Mm, How are we know. better? Well, I can tell you my investments. I've lost thousands. Mm-hmm. Sure, thousands. Mm-hmm. Um, the interest rates are out of this world. Like, I mean, I wouldn't want to buy a house right now and paying six, seven percent. Mm-hmm. Um, food. I, there's nothing better right now. Nothing. I I, I don't understand. I I, I just don't. I don't. But what I don't understand is how people don't see it either. Like, how do you? How many excuses are you gonna make? And it goes back to, they just won't. No one wants to be wrong in this world anymore. And guess what? It's okay to be wrong because Absolutely. it's humbling and it's growth. Yeah, and you learn. I mean, growth. You Win, learn Win, Winston Churchill, never, mm-hmm. never, never, never give up. Right. Right. So it's okay to make a mistake. You get, got to. I mean, I think it's in the Bible. Even get knocked down seven, get back up eight. Rocky says it. Yeah. It's not how many times you get knocked down; it's how many times you, you get, get back, back up. up. That's right. I mean, if Rocky can figure it out, and I mean, he beat communism early in the '80s by himself. <laughs> he and Ronald Reagan. Uh, but you, you look at it and you go, "Wait a second!" But here's the problem. Here's the problem. There ain't no dogs out there anymore. There's no dogs out there that are willing to fight. You know the old saying, it's not the size of the dog in the fight, it's the size of the fight Fighting in the, the dog. dog. Yep. It's an old, old wrestling term, and everybody's used it from here to Timbuktu, and it's the most true term that's ever been out there. If you got somebody who's hungry, who wants to fight for something, they're going to fight for it, and they're going to get it. Mm-hmm. And you have the other people that aren't going to get it. Now, we, instead of doing what we used to, because we're in this backward world now, we reward the people that don't try anymore. And the people that bust their ass, well, we put those people down. Those people are punished for that. You're too much of a go-getter. You're bad. You're, you, you know, it, the toxic masculinity, toxic this, toxic that. And you sit there and you go, wait a second. We're, 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 we're giving benefits to people that don't deserve them. Mm-hmm. And we're okay with it. And if we say something, and because I, I've long been over the fact that I'm going to be called a racist, I'm going to be called thisophobe, I'm going to be called thatophobe, I don't care anymore. Because when I when I say stuff, a lot of times it's not out of hate. A lot of times it's it, especially when it's jokes, it's out of fucking funniness. Because jokes are still funny. Yeah. I told a joke today on TikTok. Probably going to get kicked off, but I don't care. And it's one V Coop wrote. What do you call the chef at the Special Olympics? Slow cooker. I mean, that, that's just fucking gold. That is funny. And, oh, my God, I can't believe you tell a joke like that. Well, it's better than the old joke. The old joke used to be, what's better than winning a, a and this is a horrible joke, and this is why I don't tell this one, what's better than winning a gold medal at the Special Olympics? Not being fucking retarded. But these are horrible jokes, but they're jokes. I find that those kids in the Special Olympics are the strongest human beings that are on the face of the earth. And I don't mean that because they got that special kid strength. They, they accomplish so much, and mm-hmm. everybody gets out of their way. They don't need to get out of their way. Well, and that's, that's the same thing with the, the organizations I work with, with the amputee vets mm-hmm. and stuff. No, they don't want uh, anything extra privileged. They just want, they want to be treated normal. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's all they want. Now, I will say shame on the people who take advantage of 
the people who are, you know, special or amputee or stuff like that. Those people are a different kind of, I don't have much for them Mm-mm. or anything at all. No, no. But if you just treat them like you and me, that's all they want. Yeah, I, I mean, I one of my favorite stories I ever tell on this show is a, there's one week. There's nothing I can't stand more than when they allow the team manager to score a basket or or score a touchdown in a game when everybody gets out of their way. Yeah, I, I th- that that it makes me physically ill. I remember there was a weekend and I did the show, um, and there were three stories like that that weekend. And there was a fourth story that came out Monday, and the story that came out Monday was about a kid who had Down syndrome, who scaled the highest peak in America. By himself, and he was with a group of people mm-hmm. like they do these, these. But he did everything they did. The mountain didn't get out of his way. Mm. He did it. And I think what they're doing by getting out of the way or allowing the kid to shoot fifteen shots, I to me, and, and I know you, you talk to the oh the kid was just lit up. He was down deep. They know mm-hmm. down deep. They and and that's that's the part that, that yeah. just no. Gets you, me. You, I think you're right, and I, I don't think I looked at it like that. I always when I'd see those videos, like oh man, it's, it's heartwarming. And it is sure. heartwarming. It oh, is heartwarming. absolutely for but, the moment. But, God, but you are yeah. right. They do still they still know, okay, this that wasn't you know, real. this wasn't real. This isn't what I see when I'm sitting on the sidelines. They're not making the they're not parting the sea, you know, for the person to run in for the touchdown. I mean, maybe just put them in and let them play the down. Yeah. Whether he scores or not. Guess what? He he played a down. And it's he played bad. a real down. Yeah. Like Exactly. Let him run a route. Even if you don't throw the ball to him or throw the ball to him, catch it or drop it. Yeah. 50-50. Catch it, take the hit, or run out of bounds. Hell, or, if you tell people fucking ticket sales are going to go through the roof for that kind of stuff. But, no, I, 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 I agree with that. I do say they're heartwarming, and they, but you're right. So it took them 15 tries to get a basket in. Mm-hmm. Was that really an accomplishment? Because oh, he God. knows, okay, but they normally only get two shots. Why am I shooting? Why am I on number seven? Oh, God. When I see the basketball ones, it drives me nuts because I'd be like, Thank God I don't have a child, because I'd be yelling at Arnie Jr. Block that shit. I would, I would be telling him play the fucking game. Yeah, it's, fifteen shots. Come on now, coach. Yeah, it's I I I, I agree with that. I, I do like the heartwarming part of it, but they, I never thought about like yeah. The gesture is 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 great. It's real. It's genuine. I understand what, what the we say, what we say in the military: good initiative, bad judgment. Yeah, I mean, and I like what you said. Let them play it down. If they get tackled, they get tackled. But they got to play. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite stories. I'm in the show this with a story about my dad, my nephew, uh, my nephew Jay. When I used to have a nephew, um, was the nicest kid in the world. Little skinny kid, dorky kid, was an Eagle Scout. Now when we were growing out Eagle Scouts. When we were growing up, Eagle Scouts were kind of dorky. They just were because they they you know they didn't do a lot of sports because they had time doing their special. Well, Jay never played any sports, and uh, Jay was really good in math. So you got an Eagle Scout who's skinny, kind of dorky, and he's good at math. And they made him the team manager of the football team, right? He does all their stats and everything. His senior year, he got a letterman's jacket. And when my sister called and told my dad, my dad hung up on my sister and called me. And he said, hey. You know, your nephew got a letterman's jacket. And I said, oh, really? For what? For track? Because he did run track. He goes, no. 
for being the goddamn manager of the football team. What's going on with this world? And when my dad said that to me, I about fell over because my dad loved his grandson. But he's like, that kid better not wear that goddamn jacket around me. I'll take it off him. Mm-hmm. And he was serious. And I'm sitting there going, okay. But but that that's the way that we were brought up. We were brought up with this, you earn what you get. You get a letterman's jacket, yeah, you earn that shit. Now it's just, it's everything. We just hand everything to everybody. Nobody has to earn anything anymore. It, it, mm, it, that's true. Man, oh, man, if I could go back in time and grow up now, fuck, I would. I would never go to school, and I'd still graduate and I'd probably sell drugs, and I'd, I could become president, I guess. Um, all right, well, that's going to do it for us today. Uh, Brian, thank you for coming in. I do appreciate it. You've been missed. Man, uh, I, man. I, 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 will, I will not make it so long. I don't even remember when I was here last. It's been a good minute. Yeah, it's been a while, but we'll we'll have you on again very, very soon. Uh, We will be back again tomorrow, same Arnie time, same Arnie channel. Until then, remember every room you walk in is better. Why? Because you are in there. Uh, Adios, everybody. I'm on my way to Amarillo. I can't seem to get my fill of that. Little West Texas town I've got a sweet thing built right Betty Head to toe she's mighty pretty Living in that West Texas town Friday comes it's time to roll Time for me to hit the road I've got my eyes on the horizon My little dish in that panhandle Lights up like a Roman candle When I reach that West Texas town Texas town. I drive through hell and half of Texas just to get to her by breakfast waiting in that West Texas town. But it comes, it's time to roll, time for me to hit the road. I've got my eyes on the horizon. My little dish in that panhandle lights up like a Roman candle when I reach that West Texas town. Baby, turn the porch light on. Big Papa's coming home to that West Texas town. You've got to beat the man, pal. I coined the phrase, I am the man. Woo! Diamonds are forever. And so is the Arnie State Show. Woo! You've been listening to the Arnie State Show at ArnieRadio.com. Stop it, stop it, stop, 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 stop talking. Um, I, I did just want to take a moment to thank everybody. Goodbye now. I am going to go get late. Goodbye. See you tomorrow. Hey, hey, hey. Goodbye. 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 He's done. That's what's happened. It's over. He's finished. Law enforcement is outside waiting to arrest him.